org slash park. Commission is called to order at 10.04.
this is the meeting of the Board of Broward County Commissioners on Tuesday, January 26th. I will ask everyone to rise while I will ask Dr. Sharif to lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'm sorry. Please remain standing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is customary that we observe a moment of silence in honor of notable persons from our community who have recently passed. Colleagues, does anyone have someone that you wish to remember during this moment of silence? Commissioner Furr. I do. We lost a fine public servant in Hollywood this last week. Uh, he was a Hollywood building uh, inspector, uh, uh, actually director of the department, uh, Dean Decker. And he had probably, probably one of the, the best dressed, other than Lamar and Triple Market, of uh, no. I don't think that was me. Um, but he, but what he had also done is he had made people okay about going to get permits. He'd made it, and you, you, we were there when he, when he, when he brought Hollywood into the, the new century, I think, of um, the one-stop shopping and all that, all one-stop permitting. He had just done a great job, and I think in honor of uh, uh, at the last Hollywood City Commission meeting, everybody wore, people were wearing bow ties. Uh, but he was really a, a, a fine gentleman. Had re has really really did a great job for a lot of people, and uh, the entire city, and I think all of us are going to miss him very much. Thank you. Anyone else? Well, if no one else, I just want to mention Hank Aaron. Okay. You lost Hank Aaron. You got to mention Hank Aaron. So. And Larry King live. Larry King, we lost. Not from our community, but. Yeah. Well, Larry King kind of sort of was because um, Larry King was the spokesperson for Great Health Works, which is located right here, off of 84, in uh, what is that? Is that Fort Lauderdale now, right? Off of Eight State Road 84, yes. near the yes. So um, we lost Larry King, and he was the spokesperson for Great Health Works, and he will be missed. I've already sent condolences to Ken Mears and Dr. Sharon McQuinlan as well. Thank you. Thank you. Let us also honor all of the brave men and women that have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service. Let us also keep in our mind all those people who have perished from COVID. A moment of silence, please. Please take your seats. Welcome to the January 26, 2021 commission meeting. Thank you for joining us today. To promote social distancing and avoid risk of additional community spread, this commission meeting is not open to physical attendance by members of the public, the media, or general county staff. Only county commissioners and those county employees required to attend the event at the express direction of the county administrator, county attorney, or county auditor may be physically present during this meeting. In order to redu reduce the risk created by gathering in public and to understand the consistent guidance issued by governmental entities, including the CDC and this county, 
One of our commissioners has agreed to participate today by telephone as well, and we are appreciative of her decision. Senator Rich, as I have said, were I not mayor, I would be joining you and calling in. For future reference, I want to remind everyone Thank that you, Mayor, you have another commissioner on line also. Don't oh, yes, him. Commissioner Bogan. <laughs> Uh, Commissioner, uh, Commissioner Bogan is not here today because he is serving his district. He is currently at Winmore Condominium where they are administer administering vaccine. Is that correct, Commissioner Bogan? Commissioner Bogan? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, thank you. For future reference, I want to remind everyone that members of the public wishing to speak on an item on the agenda may do so by signing up on the county's website at registertospeak.broward.org. You can sign up to speak on an item until 9.30 a.m. the morning of the meeting, meaning it's already too late for today. To utilize this public participation option, follow the instructions on the website. You must have access to the internet to register, a working email address to receive your confirmation code, and a telephone to dial into the meeting using the special number you will be given when you register. Today's music was selected by Commissioner Senator Nan Rich. The two songs were Broadway stars sing, Let the Sun Shine In from the Biden-Harris inauguration, as well as Katy Perry performing Firework from the Biden-Harris administration. We have one proclamation today uh, in reference to National Gun Violence Survivors Week. This will be presented to um, Maria Swanson um, from Moms Demand Action Broward Survivor Lead. This will be presented by Commissioner Dale V.C. Honus. Commissioner Honus, you're recognized, sir. You're welcome to, sir. Good morning. This proclamation is one that I think we need to really pay serious attention to and find ways of reducing the deaths that occur each year to so many of our fellow Americans. It's a proclamation requested by Dale V.C. Holness Brahakani, and it reads, whereas Every year, nearly 39,000 Americans are killed in acts of gun violence, and nearly 85,000 more are shot and wounded. And whereas a gun violence survivor is anyone who has personally experienced gun violence, whether you have witnessed an act of gun violence, being threatened or wounded with a gun, or had someone you know and cared for wounded or killed. And whereas forms of gun violence can include, but are not limited to gun suicides, gun homicides, domestic violence involving a gun, shootings by law enforcement, and unintentional shootings. And whereas 58% of American adults, including 
percent of blacks and Latino Americans are someone they care for has experienced gun violence in their lifetime. Demonstrating the reach and impact gun violence has on, in communities across America. And whereas firearms are the leading cause of debt for children and teens. And whereas in cities across the nation, they're working to end the senseless violence by advocating for common sense gun safety legislation. And whereas by commemorating National Gun Violence Survivors Week from February 1st to February 7th, cities across America will raise awareness about gun violence and honor the lives stolen by gun violence. Whereas it is important to reduce gun violence and pledge to do all we can to keep firearms out of the wrong hands and encourage responsible gun ownership to help keep our communities safe. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Board hereby designates February 1st through February 7th, 2021, as National Gun Violence Survivors Week in Broad County, Florida, and encourages all citizens to support their communities' effort to prevent the tragic effects of gun violence. Ms. Swanson, if you're on from Moms Demand Action, volunteer, uh, volunteer for Moms Demand Action, Ms. Swanson. Okay, AT&T operator, if Ms. Swanson is on the line, please uh, put her, please recognize her. Good morning, um, Mayor Geller and Commissioners. Good morning, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we can hear you. Okay, um, my name is Maria Swanson, I'm a Broward resident, and on behalf of the Broward Group of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America, and on behalf of our two Broward Survivor Leads, Sharita Small and Omarosh Butler, who lost their teenage sons, Zamari Pierre Lewis and Mandel Butler LaBelle, to senseless gun violence without the perpetrators having yet been brought to justice. <clears throat> and on behalf of all gun violence survivors in Broward, who will be forever impacted by the devastation of gun violence in their lives and that of their children, parents, family, and friends, I thankfully accept this proclamation. In honor of Gun Violence Survivors Week, we ask everyone listening to Google momentsthatsurvive.org. That's momentsthatsurvive.org to read their stories or to share your own. Our appreciation to all of you, especially Commissioner Holness, for helping to bring awareness of the public health epidemic of gun violence in our country. Thank you so very much. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Onis. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized, sir. This is to uh, Commissioner Holness. Can I be a co-sponsor on your proclamation? Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Thank you, Commissioner Onis. Uh, I'd like to instruct the reading court to read the Monday night memo, actually the Tuesday morning memo, including Scrivener's errors. 
Good morning. This is the Tuesday Agenda Memorandum for January 26, 2021. The following requests are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 25. Public hearing items are 26 through 32. Regular items are 33 through 53. On behalf of Mayor Geller, I request the following withdrawals and scrivener error corrections and inclusion of additional information. Withdrawals, referral substitutions. Item number 46, at the request of the Mayor, this item will be deferred to a later date. Scrivener errors. Item number 20 currently reads, C, motion to authorize the initial contract period shall begin on February 1st, 2021 and terminate three years from that date. Should read, C, motion to authorize the initial contract period shall begin on February 1st, 2021. Item number 34, exhibit 2, page 10 of 80, last paragraph, line 3, currently reads in section 3.20, should read in section 3.22. Item number 42 is a motion to direct line 3, currently reads scare boat slips, should read scarce boat slips. Item number 52, summary explanation background, page 2, first paragraph, after bullets line 4, currently reads a new home in Dana Beach, should read a new home in Miami. Item number 52, summary background explanation, page 2, last paragraph, line, last line, line 8, currently reads will be added to the final county payment to YAA, should read will be reduced from the final county payment to YAA. Mayor request without objection, items number 35, 36, 39, 41, 42, 45, 50, 51, 52, and 53 be moved to consent. Please note item number 44 will be heard concurrently with public hearing item number 32. Additional information, item number 14, signature pages have been received. Item number 20, the board's consideration of the item is based on a revised edit as noted in the Scrivener's Error section. Item number 25, the board's consideration of the item is based on the revised motion statement distributed as additional material. Item number 25, 30, and 45, Commissioner Lamar Fisher requests to be added as a co-sponsor. Item number 25 and 45, Commissioner Mark Bogan requests to be added as a co-sponsor. Item number 42, the board's consideration of the item is based on a revised edit as noted in the Scrivener's Error section. Item number 45, Commissioner Beanfer requests to be added as a co-sponsor. Item number 52, an updated signature page for Exhibit 1 with the property owner's signature has been received. And additional material, regular meeting, items number 1B through 1D are board appointments. Item number 25, moments to the board submitted by Parks and Recreation Division. Item number 40, parking garage submitted by Commissioner Mark Bogan. Item number 43, letter to the board from South Florida Business Council submitted by Commissioner Lamar Fisher. Item number 43, and 2, email from Visit Florida submitted by Commissioner Lamar Fisher. And item number 44, Exhibit 1, proposed resolution submitted by the Office of the County Attorney. Thank you, Matt. Uh, are there any polls from the agenda? We'll start from my left today. Um, Commissioner Fisher, you're recognized, sir. No, Mayor, I have no polls. Thank you. Commissioner Ryan? Uh, I pull um, item 50 from supplemental. Item 50. No. Commissioner Honus? Vice Mayor? No, sir. Dr. Sharif? None. Um, Commissioner Furr? Yeah. I have a request from uh, Nova to pull 10. And then I also need to pull 22, 52, and 45. I'm sorry, Commissioner, uh, 10, 10, 22, 52 and 45? 45 and 52 for recusal. Okay, so 45 and 52 are both for recusal only? No, no, just 52, sorry. 52 is for recusal only. Yeah, I should okay. have order, but I did um, <laughs> County administration, are there any polls from the public? I, I, I have a poll. I, I apologize, um, Senator Rich, and then I'll call yep. Commissioner Bogan. Senator Rich? 53. 53. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Commissioner Bogan, do you have any polls? No, no polls for me. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, administration, are there any polls from the public? Item number 10. Item number 10. 
So the consent agenda, if I have this correct, and I'll ask the county attorney to verify this, consists of items one through 25, plus um, the move <coughs> to consent list, which was read today, which is 35, 36, 39, 41, 42, 45, 50, 51, 52, and 53, minus agenda items 10, 50, 45, 52, and 53, with 52 only for purpose of a recusal. Is that correct? Mayor, I think 22 was also pulled. 22. Mm -hmm. pulled. Okay, who pulled number 22? Okay, Commissioner Furr, I'm sorry I missed that. Oh, I thought it was 10, 52, and 45. Commissioner Furr, did you pull item 22? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mr. Well, Mayor? Yes, ma'am. To clarify, did you say 53 also? I, 53 I don't was that. pulled. 53 pulled. Rich. Got it. Thank you. All right, so do we have that, uh, County Attorney? Can you reread the, re the list, please? Yes, Mayor. The consent agenda is items uh, 1 through 25, uh, minus items 10 and 22, and then adding to that items 35, 36, 39, 41, 42, and 51. All right. Is there a motion? Uh, Dr. Shreve moves approval, Second. seconded by Vice Mayor. Um, all those in favor? Thank you. Please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Aye. Show it carried unanimously. We'll go first to agenda item number 52, which was a motion for recusal by Commissioner Furr. Commissioner Furr, you recognized her. I apologize. Would you like us to come back to you? <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we go to agenda item 10 then? Uh, which was pulled by the public as well as by a commissioner. Uh, agenda item 10, uh, who, which commissioner pulled that? Was that commissioner? I'm sorry? Okay, Commissioner Furr? I pulled it for the public to speak. Okay. Uh, let's and see. Mr. Mayor, let's... the two individuals that um, have signed up to speak on this item were from NSU, and Commissioner Front indicated that's why he was pulling it up. Okay, AT&T operator, you should have two speakers on agenda item 10. Uh, please uh, recognize Daniel Irwin and Virginia Daly. Sequentially, AT&T operator. Sure. Daniel, your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Mayor and Commissioners. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am, we can. Thank you. My name is Danielle Irwin of Cummins Cedarburg, a marine and coastal engineering firm retained by NSU to provide <clears throat> consulting services on their waterfront infrastructure at their oceanographic campus. The comprehensive plan amendment associated with this agenda item is related in part to the proposed Port Everglades expansion project sponsored by the Corps and the county. And if you is concerned about the impacts associated with the side slopes of the proposed dredge footprint for the Widener and the South Access Channel, which are in close proximity to NSU's oceanographic campus's waterfront, 
NSU has continually attempted to coordinate and will do so with the Corps on these concerns, even as recently as last week in the Corps' draft supplemental EIS public hearing. The Corps' 2016 and 2020 EIS documents do not provide enough information regarding the side slopes associated with their dredge footprint, and these side slopes threaten NSU's wharf and groin, as well as their current operations of their marina and marina entrance channel. The new 2020 draft EIS documents show side slope impacts associated with the widener. However, that analysis does not agree with data provided by NSU based on available geotechnical data. NSU's analysis of the side slope impacts from the proposed dredge areas nearest the U.S. Coast Guard facility adjacent to our uh, NSU's property indicates that the impacts there will undermine NSU's wharf. But the 2020 most recent supplemental draft EIS does not include a side slope impact area for this portion of the project. Furthermore, the Corps' EIS documents have been internally contradictory with respect to the impacts to NSU's groin and thus the function of NSU's marina basin and ingress-egress channel. The 2020 document shows that the side slope impact will not undermine NSU's groin, negating the need to relocate that structure. That's good news to NSU, and we're seeking clarification from the, NS, uh, from the Army Corps on that item. Additionally, the portion of the Port Everglades project involving the U.S. Coast Guard facility realignment is of further concern to NSU. The effect of this Coast Guard's shoreline excavation and waterfront reconstruction adjacent to the south end of NSU's wharf and bulkhead can only be determined by evaluating the engineering details of the waterfront design features. That information has not been provided in sufficient detail by the Army Corps yet. And if you request additional engineering details to be included on the realignment to ensure the prevention of loss of land and infrastructure at NSU's waterfront. In closing, NSU respectfully asks that the county join NSU in raising these concerns with the agencies involved, in particular the Army Corps. On an administrative note, I did complete my enrollment application in the county's online lobbyist registration this morning to speak on behalf of NSU and would like to update my speaker record for today reflecting as such. Thank you for your time. Thank you, ma'am. I have a question. Um, I couldn't tell from your remarks. Are you, uh, you mentioned a number of areas of concern. Are you supporting this with those concerns? Are you asking for a postponement or are you asking us to defeat this? We are asking for the county to support NSU in raising these concerns with your Port Everglades Department and the Army Corps on the project that they are teamed up on. Okay. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Next speaker, please. Good morning. This is Virginia Daly. I'm an attorney with Panzamauer Law Firm, also representing Nova Southeastern University. Um, in reference, uh, in response to your specific question, um, Commissioner, we are not speaking uh, to either postpone or to oppose these proposed amendments to the comprehensive plan. We are simply highlighting these concerns um, as you prepare for public hearing and public comment on the resolution to adopt these uh, comprehensive plan amendments. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, I appreciate general, your answer. Please continue. I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. So in general, NSU supports the Port Everglades deep water port uh, ever, um, widening and deepening project and all of the uh, 
associated amendments to the comprehensive plan, the project partnership agreement, and so forth. Because uh, the comprehensive plan and support documents discuss that widening project, NSU wants to bring to your attention NSU's concerns about the impacts to its oceanographic campus from that project. As we hope you know, NSU operates its oceanographic campus waterfront property to the east of the port on the barrier island and within the port jurisdictional area. NSU's ocean campus includes a waterfront wharf, a groin or breakwater, and a marina with an ingress-egress channel. These are existing and permitted land uses acknowledged in your comprehensive plan. Our analysis, as Ms. Irwin indicated, our analysis indicates that the Port Everglades project, given the available data we have, will undermine NSU's existing wharf, intersect and require removal and replacement of the groin, and undermine ingress and egress of NSU's marina channel. Our preliminary estimates indicate that the project will cause damages to NSU of five to six million dollars in order to replace or repair NSU structures to maintain NSU's existing features and operations. NSU has shared these concerns about the impacts with the port and county staff, as well as the Corps and other federal agencies. However, these concerns have not yet been reflected in the latest environmental impact study documents. In closing, NSU values its partnership with Broward County. We believe NSU brings economic diversity and development to the county, as well as educational and research resources, including top-notch oceanographic research and education opportunities at the Ocean Campus. To further this valued partnership and to acknowledge the comprehensive plan's support for NSU's existing land uses, NSU invites the county to join in raising concerns about the impacts to NSU's existing features Time and land ended. uses from the port project and ask the county to join um, in order that NSU's existing features and operations can continue through and after the port project and that NSU will not be harmed by adverse impacts from the project. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Um, and may I may I also add the same thing as Ms. Irwin? I registered as a lobbyist this morning um, and received confirmation of that this morning. Thank you, ma'am. We appreciate that. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized, sir. My comments will be directed to the staff through the county administrator. Uh, the county has had a pending application for the EIS, Environmental Impact Statement, um, up with the, the federal government for a long period of time. And um, in fact, it seemed that it was taking a very, very long time to, to get final approval uh, on the EIS um, when compared to uh, the dredging that was conducted with the um, deepening and expansion of the, uh, the harbor entrance uh, at the Port of Miami. I mean, we've been doing this, seems to me, years um, has there been a dialogue between the county and uh, Nova Southeastern on this issue I don't know if, if Mr. Daniels our port director will speak to it but it's kind of a surprise to me because as we try to line up these uh, federal permit approvals it really does affect 
the appropriation from the federal government with, with their share and the timing on moving forward with this expansion, which really is interconnected with so many other uh, improvements over at the port. So this is the first I've heard of it. Uh, the county, in my view, has had a, a very um, uh, welcoming and uh, you know healthy relationship with Nova Southeastern. Over the years, we have utilized Nova Southeastern, contracted with them for um, uh, the the study of our uh, our sea turtles nesting sites and and for other um, uh, environmental issues. So, uh, what's your uh, your comment on this uh, uh, to the county administrator? Yes, I'd like to have Mr. Daniels, who's on the line, respond. Um, I like you. I'm, uh, you know, I, this is the first that I'm that I'm hearing of it. It doesn't mean that there hasn't been conversations. I'd let Mr. Uh, Daniels uh, explain at least at, at this point where we are. I can't imagine that um, anything that we would be advocating and pushing um, uh, going forward on, on this project would um, at least deliberately have a negative impact on on the the relationship that we have with Nova and their project. So, uh, you know, I did hear, if, if I have understood correctly, there appears to be some conflicting um, um, information. So maybe that's what this issue is. But if you could, if I could have Mr. Daniels respond, Mr. Daniels, you're recognized, sir. Operator, please release Mr. Daniels. Mr. Daniels, please press pound two on your telephone keypad if you're on the line. Uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We can hear you. All right. Uh, Mr. Mayor, Vice Mayor, and members of the uh, of the commission, I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you for uh, for a few moments. Uh, this morning, and certainly we value the relationship uh, that we have with uh, with Nova. We've had the opportunity to get over there, tour the facilities, talk with them a little bit about uh, about the projects uh, and uh, and impacts. Uh, this issue has been going on, as as was mentioned. We've been working on this project for about 23 years uh, to go through the permitting process in order to get ourselves to the position where we have executed the PPA and are and are now fully engaged in the construction component. There is still an environmental impact statement. There's a draft supplemental environmental impact statement uh, that we're going through the process right now. We just had our public hearings uh, the other day. The Army Corps actually held those public hearings, under which point uh, NOVA did indicate and provide an indication uh, that there was concern. Uh, in meeting with them some time ago, probably about four or five months ago, we did indicate that if they had the concerns associated with the project, that they do petition and they work with the Army Corps of Engineers. We understand that they are doing that uh, as we speak uh, to see that uh, that their concerns are met uh, within this draft supplemental uh, environmental impact statement. At the same time, in understanding and talking with court staff, we are aware that probably about 10 years or so ago, uh, NSU was made aware of potential impacts associated with the project based during the planning process. Uh, so this is, it's not, it's not a new uh, component uh, to this, uh, and we are aware that they are working through the Army Corps of Engineer process to make sure that their concerns are heard as a part of this overall scoping process. Thank you, Mr. Daniels. Members um, will remind you this is a motion to set for public hearing. Um, yes, uh, County Attorney. 
And even at that, Mayor, it's uh, to set for public hearing just to consider transmittal. So there's a lot of subsequent action on that. Okay. Motion, motion to approve. Okay. Uh, moved by Commissioner Furr, seconded by Vice Mayor Udi. And all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously, Commissioner Furr. Are you now ready on agenda item number 52? I am, thank you. You're recognized, sir. Uh, my daughter has been employed by Young at Art, but was recently furloughed due to the economic impact of COVID-19 pandemic. The outcome of this item could financially impact my daughter. Therefore, I will be leaving the dais and not voting on item 52. I ask that the minutes of the meeting please reflect that I have abstained. Thank you. thank you, sir. We will postpone a motion. Actually, if there's a motion, we won't take a vote till Commissioner Furr exits diet. Move approval by Commissioner Fisher. Second. Seconded by uh, Commissioner Holness. Uh, all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously 8-0. Please let the record reflect that Commissioner Furr was absent from the dais. Uh, we are now on, I believe, item number 22. Uh, Commissioner Furr, you're on a roll. I am on a roll. Uh, very quick, I just didn't want it to go unheralded that this is the first net positive building um, that's being built in Broward County. Uh, this is between the FPNL and, and our transit uh, department. And I just want to congratulate both Chris Walton and FPNL for putting this together and, and our administrator. Uh, it's, a, it's a good deal, and uh, just want to make note of it. Thank you, Motion Commissioner Furr. Motion to approve. Seconded by it in here, who? Commissioner Fisher. Um, all those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously 9-0. The uh, members, but it is my hope that we can finish today's agenda, which does not have a lot of controversial items by one o'clock and not break for lunch. Uh, in order to do that, I'm hoping that all of the members will cooperate. Um, we, okay, uh, let's see. Additional items pulled from consent, I believe would be the next item. I, I'm sorry? I thought we just did 22. Right. Okay, then so we will now go to our, thank you, our public hearings. Uh, uh, public hearings are items 26 through 32. Staff wait, will wait, open wait. each public hearing point. item and recognize any members of the public who wish to comment. Upon completion of any public- Hello? Yes, ma'am. I had another poll. That was another that poll. That was item number 53, correct? Yes, correct. We will get to that as soon as we complete the public hearings. Um, Drew, sure. would we take up 53 before or after public hearings? It, it's your uh, decision, but it's perfectly appropriate to take up the public hearings now. Okay, hold on. Uh, let me take a quick look at item 53 and see whether or not this one will be a long one. No, it's a resolution. Uh, Senator Rich, um, yes. let's take up item number 53 first. Because that looks like that'll be quick. Senator Rich, um, you're recognized, ma'am. Okay. Um, this came in, you know, relatively late. It was after the um, agenda reviews, and um, I had a couple of questions about it. Uh, I mean, we are all aware of the acute shortage of, of vaccines and the need to vaccinate all of our residents as quickly as possible. Uh, I was just 
concerned and we just wanted to make sure that we were not uh, putting an additional burden on any of our residents. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of the, the census when pe some people were afraid uh, to, um, you know, answer or to uh, fill out anything because they were, well, they were intimidated about uh, how it might affect their status here. So I, I wanted to know if there is anything, and maybe uh, uh, Drew could just answer that. Um, uh, two things, basically. Uh, what What is the, um, the form of, um, of proof or, you know, that someone is going to be asked for, and what direction is being given, and that probably would be for Department of Health or maybe Bertha, what direction is being given to call takers and people staffing the sites uh, so that, um, you know, uh, none of our residents feel intimidated and concerned about going to get a vaccination because that obviously is going to put them at risk and all of us at risk as well. Okay, uh, Mr. Myers, you're recognized, and I, I didn't. Uh, now that I've seen what item 53 is, I should have waited on this because <laughs> this is not going to be a quick item. Drew, you're recognized, uh, Mr. Myers, you're recognized, sir. Thank you, Mayor. Senator Rich, uh, one thing I wanted to point out uh, first is that this is just a reso supporting uh, an action that was taken by uh, the public health advisory take, uh, issued by the state surgeon general. And even the language of that is, is just in terms of should ensure. I mean, it's, it's sort of aspirational in a sense. Uh, normally we shall when it's mandatory, it says should. Uh, and what the resolution does is it just supports that w the individuals and entities issuing or administering the vaccine should ensure that the individuals receiving the vaccine uh, are residents. The vaccination program is a state program uh, there is no county vaccination program at this point, so it's indicating county support for what the state says should happen with its program. As far as uh, the definition of residency, uh, interestingly, it's taken from the medical marijuana uh, statute, and uh, there are definitions in there both for full-time residents and for seasonal residents. Uh, for full-time residents, the individual needs to show either a driver's license or a state ID card. And for, for seasonal residents, there are a lot of different things that could be demonstrated uh, to show residency. Uh, it's, I guess it's possible that uh, individuals might be concerned uh, and not want to or not be able to show information uh, on residency. And that's something, if it comes up, you know, perhaps we could even be of assistance if anybody finds themselves in that situation uh, to see if there's a way to be able to document residency so the individual could receive the vaccine. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And members, I'll remind everyone that although this is pertaining to COVID, it is an extremely limited resolution and your remark should be limited only to that resolution. Commissioner Honus, you're recognized, sir. Yes. Uh, my concern is, is, is this, that we have a tourist destination here in Broward County. And many of our tourists come from the north, Northeast. And they're here six months of the year at times. So they'll be among us. And, and, and to limit the spread of this virus, I don't know that we should be limited. Those people who come and spend their money, 
here to help our economy and who oftentimes even own property here. Commissioner Honus, yes. if you look at the so, definition, you'll find that they are already covered. It's okay. if they're here for a significant periods of time. I shared the exact so, so, same concern that you had, but that is covered so, in the So definition. then the documentation that you have to have, they might not have. That that could cause nuances is where I'm going. Uh, but let me concur with you that we probably shouldn't take the item up as of now. <laughs> and, and let me ask, uh, Mayor, that as we go forward, yes. that especially when we have people signed up to speak, we get to them before we get to the items after them. Uh, Commissioner Honus, I thought that this would be a very quick item, and I didn't mind getting through some non-controversial items. but. Uh, I hope that we're done with item number 53 now. Are there any additional speakers? If not, is there a motion to, for approval? Motion to approve. Move, motion oh, for approval by Dr. Sharif, seconded by, I think I heard Senator Rich. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Sure that adopted unanimously. Let's revert to the public hearing items. Um, our public hearing items, our public hearing items are items 26 through 32. Staff will open each public hearing item and recognize any members of the public who wish to comment. Upon completion of any public comment on the item, the item will come back to the dais. The public hearing is now open on item number 26. The public hearing for item 26 is now open. Item 26 is a motion to enact ordinance approving an amendment to the Burke County Land Use Plan PC 20-7 within the City of Pembroke Pines. There are three speakers to ask questions only regarding this item. Um, AT&T operator, are there any speakers in item number 26? Questions, I think, uh, questions only. There are only there. questions only, three people. All right, yes, thank you. there are three people. Thank you, sir. Um, in that case, um, it is now back to the dais. Motion to approve. Motion to approve by Commissioner Furr, second by Commissioner Ryan. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously. The public hearing for item number 27 is now open. Item 27 is a motion to enact ordinance approving an amendment to the wetlands map of the Broward County Comprehensive Plan, PCNRM 20-1. There are no speakers signed up on this item. Thank you. We are now back to the dais. Is there a motion to motion approve? Motion to approve. I'm sorry. I, the, okay. Who? Either one. Either one. Okay. Uh, Commissioner Onus, uh, seconded by Vice Mayor Udi and all those in favor. Please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously. The public hearing for item number 28 is now open. Item 28 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to Chapter 21 of the County Administrative Code, repealing and replacing the Borough County Procurement Code is currently provided in Chapter 21 of the Administrative Code. There are no speakers signed up on this item. Thank you. It is now back to the dais. I see Commissioner Furr moving. Is that motion no, to no, approve? Question. No, question. question. Commissioner Furr. I actually just want to. Uh, say how good I thought Commissioner Udine did in helping get this together on the procurement code. Um, that, that was, it's been a couple years worth of work, and I think, I think all of us were in that workshop and saw how much work had to be done, so just thanks for the work on that. Thank you. Is there now a motion to approve? Mayor? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, Commissioner Furr, uh, yes, a tremendous amount of work. Thank you, Vice Mayor. I'm sorry, oh. County Attorney has asked that item 28 be continued oh. <laughs> until February 23rd. Is there a motion to continue this item? The work continues. 
there a motion to continue so this item? Moved by um, uh, Commissioner Honeth, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right, I show it adopted unanimously. The motion to continue the item until February 23rd. The public hearing for item number 29 is now open. Item 29 is the motion to adopt resolution pertaining to time limits for public participation, amending section 18.6 of the County Administrative Code. There are no speakers signed up on this item. Thank you. It is now back to the agendas, uh, to the commissioners for a motion to approve. So moved. Moved by Commissioner Furr, seconded by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. Uh, show it opposed. Show it adopted unanimously. The public hearing for item number 30 is now open. Item 30 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to credit for existing development and amending sections 5-182, 5-182.7, 5-182.9, and 5-182.3, I'm sorry, 13 of the County Code of Ordinances to provide transit concurrency and impact fee credit for demolished buildings. There are no speakers signed up for this item. Okay. Uh, I, I, I sponsored this item and I asked if the item be moved as amended by Exhibit 3. That was a good compliment. Okay, moved by Dr. Shreve, seconded by Commissioner Holness. All those in favor, we signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show adopted unanimously. The public hearing for item number 31 is now open. Item 31 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to the county's paid parental leave policy and amending section 14.232 of the County Administrative Code. There is only one speaker signed up to ask questions on this item. All right, are there any questions from the commission? If not, is there a motion to approve? Uh, moved by Doc, by Commissioner Holness, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. Mayor, oh, they, I'm I just make sure I understood. Did you say, Matt, that you were signed up to ask questions? Yes, or, yes sir. Any questions? And since if they have the commission, yes, oh, okay, okay, said ask. Okay, right. I apologize. Thank you. Um, right. <laughs> All those in favor, please signify right. by saying aye. 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 <laughs> Opposed. Sure, adopted unanimously. Wait, before I move to item 32, is Stacy Ritter in the room? Nope, okay, she had her chance. Um, take up item 32, please. Our final public hearing item for item number 32 is now open. Item 32, which is the motion to adopt resolution pertaining to holidays, creating section 14.197 of the County Administrative Code, providing for observance and education of Juneteenth. There are 16 speakers signed up on this item. Thank you. Um, we, uh, based on the length and number of speakers, each speaker will have two minutes. Um, County Attorney, do you have any comp anything else you wanted to say? You look like you do. Mayor, I just wanted to mention that as uh, per the Tuesday morning memo, uh, item 44, item 44 will be heard concurrently. Yes, I don't believe we have any speakers on item 44, so it's still the same. Two minutes. Uh, item 44 will be heard concurrently, and uh, immediately upon the conclusion of item 32, we will move to item number 44. AT&T operator. Take it away. AT&T operator, I'd like you to recognize first, if they are on the line, yes. uh, Ben yes. Preston, who is a city commissioner, um, Tom Good, who is a city commissioner, and Sarai Ray Martin, who is a city commissioner. So um, AT&T operator, if you can recognize, I'll take it in that order. Um, Deerfield Beach City Commissioner Ben Preston, if he's on the line. Good yes, morning, Mayor. Please go ahead, Ben. Your line is unmuted. Thank you. Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners. 
Now, thank you for this opportunity to speak here today in support of the proposed Juneteenth resolution. President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1862, declaring all slaves free. However, it wasn't until January 1st, 1863, that it became effective. So from January 1st, 1863, until June 19th, 1865, all slaves weren't free. It was on June 19th, 1865, when all slaves were free, that the United States of America slightly opened its arms with an invitation to the previously enslaved to be a part of the American experiment of freedom and democracy. The Emancipation Proclamation, signed by a courageous president, brought with that signature hope to a people and a nation, though unrecognized at the time. Back in July of 2020, I sponsored a resolution to make Juneteenth a Deerfield Beach citywide holiday, which meant the city hall would be closed and city employees would have a paid holiday. We, the commission, debated that the substance of that resolution into the wee hours of the morning. I am grateful and thankful that my colleagues voted unanimously to pass the resolution. In passing this resolution, the city of Deerfield Beach became one of the first, if not the first, in South Florida to do so. Since we have passed this resolution, Pembroke Pines and Tamarack have followed suit, I am told. I urge you today to do the same. The benefits of passing this Time resolution will far outweigh any fiscal concerns that might challenge your decision. You will experience an increase in employee morale, along with heightened community morale. Commissioner, I'm going to need you there to will, begin to wrap up. Please continue. Okay. There will be more of a willingness to embrace the county's agenda and its direction from all residents because they would feel included in the process. And what a great opportunity to educate all residents in the county to the details and significance of celebrating all our history with this recognition of this holiday. Okay. This would be... Commissioner, would I need you to wrap up now. Okay. Um, this will be uh, a positive thing for social growth, unity, and solidarity. And there is no, should be no consideration of cost for that. Please vote yes on the Juneteenth resolution. Thank you, sir. I'm calling on our uh, elected colleagues first because I recognize their time demands they have as elected officials as well. Commissioner Tom Good. Please go ahead. Your line is unmuted. Thank you. And good morning, Mayor Geller, and to the commission. Thank you again for the opportunity to speak on this item as well. Uh, as Commissioner Ben Preston said, I believe that Deerfield Beach was the uh, first uh, city to uh, recognize Juneteenth as a paid city holiday, and that was sponsored by uh, Commissioner Preston. Uh, we also had Tamarack that followed uh, Deerfield Beach, um, and that was sponsored by Mike Gellin. And then, of course, I sponsored that item at the uh, City of Pembroke Pines at the Pembroke Pines Commission meeting on uh, January 13th of this year, we made June 19th an official paid city holiday as well. 
Um, I do want to thank, as we were going through that process, Commissioner Holness for his intensive support during the City Commission action. Thank you. Uh, the City of Pembroke Pines is the second largest city in Broward County, and its diversity is a good representation of all of Broward County. The establishment of the Juneteenth holiday was done not only for the employees of Pembroke Pines, but also for the entire community to embrace the struggles of black Americans, to recognize that we are all brothers and sisters to live life free of any oppression. The City of Pembroke Pines residents overwhelmingly supported this action and the City's Cultural and Diversity Committee has fully engaged with the planning programs to bring awareness and educate the public of such historical significance. I am really am excited to see this item before you today and encourage its unanimous passage. I do thank you all for all that you do. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner Good. Uh, next, uh, Commissioner Sarai Ray Martin. Commissioner Martin, are you on the phone? Please go ahead. Your line is unmuted. Yes, Commissioner Ray Martin here from uh, City of Lauder Hill. I want to uh, also commend my colleagues, especially in Deerfield, for leading that charge. We as well, on our commission, uh, on January 11th, approved having Juneteenth as a uh, holiday. We are currently working on it to be a uh, paid holiday. We have to work through a couple of things with the uh, unions. So I also want to commend the Broward County Commission for bringing this forth. I strongly recommend uh, that it be a paid holiday, but definitely approve and request that this uh, be approved as a yes and continue to try to work forward in the future to make it a paid holiday. I think that will make a huge difference. And thank you very much. Thank you, Commissioner. AT&T operator, please take the remaining uh, callers in the order that they are on the list. Please go ahead. Your line is unmuted. Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Please identify yourself. Hi. Hi, my name is Berticia Combs. I'm the South Florida uh, Regional Director for Florida Rising. Just calling to uh, say thank you, the commissioners, for putting this uh, resolution up for the county to residents to be able to speak on. I'm calling in support of the Broward County Commission creating Juneteenth as a paid holiday uh, for its employees. Uh, when we think about 1776, uh, descendants uh, of African-American people were still in, in chains, so we were not free to celebrate the 4th of July. So Juneteenth is our 4th of July. Um, and with that freedom, um, we have a right, you know, we have a right to speak and think for ourselves. Um, and I think this is you all creating Juneteenth as a paid holiday for your employees. It's just the acknowledgement of the struggles that African-Americans throughout the history of the United States has experienced. And you're saying we, we acknowledge you and we want to support you and give you the chance to express your freedom and your voice uh, on this day and any other day uh, you see fit. That was it. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. AT&T operator, next speaker, please. Sure. Bianca Triozzi, please go ahead. Hello. Thank you, everyone, for uh, having this on the agenda this morning. Um, again, to just kind of uh, bounce back with uh, Berticia, um, absolutely this is something that is just incredibly important for 
specifically the black population of Broward County and throughout the state of Florida in terms of uh, acknowledging, again, the uh, amazing history of uh, the just black bodies in uh, this particular landmass. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. AT&T operator, next speaker. Carlos Naranjo, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Uh, hello, Mayor and Commissioners. Uh, my name is Carlos Naranjo. I live in Hollywood. Um, I want to speak in support of making Juneteenth a paid uh, Brown County holiday. Uh, as we know, Juneteenth is one of the oldest nationally celebrated commemorations of the ending of slavery in our country. Uh, and it is a powerful celebration. It is a celebration that doesn't get the love that it deserves. And I think this is such a great opportunity to make that happen by moving forward with, with, uh, with the resolution. Uh, I worked uh, with the community members like uh, Georgette uh, Lasley Holmes, who uh, was able to push forward uh, celebrations officially in many cities of the county, uh, along with Deerfield, Pembroke Pines, and Tamarack, uh, uh, because of her work in cities like Hollywood, uh, working with the mayor and the commissioners, in cities like Hallandale, working with the commissioners there, and West Park as well, they were able to give proclamations officially recognizing uh, Juneteenth, uh, and, and so it shows the, the, the vast number of cities that are moving in this direction. Uh, so it is something that must happen. Uh, again, this is about vibrant communities finally receiving the recognition that they deserve with uh, uplifting such a holiday. And again, it should be you know something that that is easy to do. Uh, and again, going along, everybody here saying that it should be uh, you know voted on and passed unanimously. Uh, again, as a paid holiday and as something that really represents uh, the recognitions and the inclusion. Of, of, of such a holiday into, you know, what is normal, uh, celebrated for other holidays. And so, again, uh, you know, uh, thankful because I, I know that this, this is going to be the case and, and, and very happy that we're going to have Juneteenth be, be recognized in the way that it should because it is long over. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. By the way, to all of the speakers, I expect this item is going to pass unanimously, so you're certainly welcome to express yourself, but I'm sure we're all going to be voting for this. AT&T operator, is Bishop Dr. Philip London on the line? Could you please press pound two so that I can unmute your line? Please press pound two on your telephone keypad. I will assume he's not on the line, so AT&T operator, please continue in the order that you have it. Sure. Joni Levinus, please go ahead. Your line is unmuted. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am, we can. Okay, great. Uh, I'm glad to hear that this might pass, and hopefully with the with it being a paid holiday as well to lend it some, some weight, you know. I just want to say that, you know, 100, as written in the resolution, that 
136 years ago, the last of the enslaved were free and could and would then, as a people, celebrate that freedom. On that same day, the Civil War was declared ended. And, and uh, without recognition and honoring all that Juneteenth embodies, the path forward that calls on the best of us, by not doing this yet, we, we have seen the cycles that are repeated. We can do better, and it's imperative we do better. If not now, when? And uh, if I still have time, I'd just like to say Broward County's courage and willingness to recognize the importance and value of not only freedom but the solidarity of a people uh, and giving it uh, the weight of being a paid holiday, how important it is that it takes the spirit of the people who were abducted and enslaved and on the receiving end of the worst traits of the U.S. society to call us to our greatest aspiration, being united in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Thank you for your courage. Keep going. Thank you, ma'am. Um, AT&T operator, is there a Cornell Staples on the line? Yes. Please Cornell recognize Staples. Sure. Cornell Staples, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can hear you. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to all uh, the County Commission for allowing us to speak on this issue. Uh, my name is Cornell Staples. Uh, and I am in full support of making Juneteenth a, a paid holiday for county employees, and I hope that it is extended uh, in the future to uh, to more people as well. Um, I've been on these last couple of meetings and I've heard you know different uh, sides of the argument as far as why it would not be feasible to make it so. I did have a question for those who were suggesting that it be uh, you know strictly a an educational standpoint, having people get you know more informed about the, the, the holiday, and it's like, okay, what metric are we supposed to measure how many people have learned exactly what it represents? I mean, it's something that I wasn't taught in school, something that I had to learn on my own, um, so I don't really see that as being something that should be a, a, a hindrance in it in this being passed right now. Um, also, I wanted to make a comment in regards to people that have said that, you know, because, you know, or comparing it to religious um, holidays and, you know, explaining that to, you know, certain reasons as to why that's not uh, the case with Juneteenth. You know, when you have a county that has 30% black uh, people as its population and you're essentially telling them they have to wait uh, for something like this to be passed because it's not a, a religious holiday when it is, in fact, the most important day in black American history, um, you know, we, we, we celebrate the 4th of July, and that is not Independence Day for black people in this country. So uh, the fact that we've had to have this conversation over the last three weeks about this passing is extremely concerning, but I do expect it to pass unanimously, like uh, Mayor Gellis said, uh, because it is by far one of the most important days uh, in black American history, and it should be recognized as such, and until it, it is... Um, I will to make my voice heard in opposition of anybody who, who, who says otherwise. Thank you. Thank you, sir. AT&T operator, next speaker. Sure. Mona M. Malbranch, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. 
Mona, Mona Malbranch, are you there? Oh, good morning. I'm so sorry. This is my first time on this line. I didn't know they were talking to me. Yes, ma'am, you're right. I would like to say good morning to uh, the mayor and the county commissioners, etc. Um, um, Happy New Year to all of you. I am um, very much interested in this uh, holiday uh, being um, approved mainly because as I was reading recently in view of all that's happened, I was reading our Declaration of Independence, a week that says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these rights are liberty or life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think... um, quote, unquote, I think you would do right by pursuing the happiness of um, the black um, people in view of all that they have suffered in America. It has been very difficult to even get the Civil Rights Act passed after everybody else was able to vote. Um, So I do think this little bit that you would be doing for um, the people of Florida would be great. I I say Florida because I'm I'm thinking about the entire state as opposed to just different sections. I want to thank my uh, commissioner in Tamarack, which is where I live, for actually bringing this up as well in the city of Tamarack. It is important that our children actually learn from this. It is important for us to recognize what people have gone through, especially in the South, uh, when they should have been really free a ended. long time ago. And we, could, we continue with this struggle. And you need speak. to begin to wrap up your remarks. Okay, so it would not be difficult, really, to, to pass this res- resolution. And I thank you very much for considering doing it. Uh, have a good day. Thank you, ma'am. AT&T operator, next speaker. Percy L. Johnson, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners. I hope uh, you're having a great morning. It sounds like a great meeting. Um, morning, I'm calling Percy. in support of the Juneteenth holiday. And um, I think it should be a paid holiday for all Broward County government employees. You know, when you look at other holidays, and we're going to celebrate President's Day, and President's Day was first started in 1885, you know, um, and we look at the origins of that, and they actually changed it in 1970 to uh, recognize President Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln was the president that freed the slaves, even though Texas and Florida, they didn't free the slaves until 1865. And as a descendant of slaves, because my family is originally from Georgia, and there were slaves in Georgia, and they were sold off to Mississippi and Alabama, I think that it should be a fully paid holiday for all county employees, and I'd like to um, ask you all to support that. Thank you so much, and I um, yield the balance of my time. Thank you. Thank you, sir. AT&T operator, next speaker, please. Reverend Pete Peterson, your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. 
Reverend P. Peterson. AT&T operator. Yes. Is there uh, anyone please. there? Uh, we cannot morning, hear you well. Sir. If you could come a little more closer to your mic, please. Good morning, Mayor Geller. And good morning, sir. Geller. We can hear you. Very good. Thank you very much. My remarks will be brief. Many of the former speakers have already shared the sentiments that I have. Um, black history, as we know, is an American history. Um, let me back up. We represent the Mount Zion development for Broward County. Very excited to be uh, on board uh, in this beautiful community. And we recognize that black history is an American history. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. And as was previously mentioned, took place in 1865 in Galveston, Texas. However, it took about two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. So I'm excited that Broward County have much conversation. Um, both pro and con have decided to move forward on this initiative. We won't have to take any more uh, unnecessary time. Today we can actually take action uh, by making this a paid legal holiday in our county. We're recognizing the accomplishments of people who have given their entire life to building a better country that has placed us as global leaders. Uh, over 244 years, we've been utilizing a cruel slavery system which exploited millions of blacks who were born and died in the slavery Yet they birthed genius black Americans who became inventors, uh, scientists, and engineers with their revolutionary inventions, which emphatically changed the world and impacted history. So on today, I urge the Broward County Board of Commission to please support this initiative, making Juneteenth a paid legal holiday in Broward County, and take action immediately. Thank you very kindly. Thank you, sir. AT&T operator, next speaker. Sure. Roosevelt Walters, please go ahead. Your line has been unmuted. Thank you. My name is Roosevelt Walters, and I am calling in to support Resolution 2021, sponsored by my commissioner, Commissioner Dale V.C. Holness. And because of so much been said, and enough have been said, that this should pass without opposition. I am just going to say that I hope it does and that we don't have to go through what we did when we were trying to pass the MLK Day in Broward County. And I'd like to wish all of you a safety and wellness today and the rest of your life. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Walters. Excellent speech. Uh, AT&T operator, next speaker, please. AT&T operator, next speaker, please. Sure. Um, there are no more pre-registered callers on the line. Okay. Let me go through the list and ask if any of these people are here. Is uh, Bishop Dr. Philip London on the line? Please press pound two on your telephone keypad so that I can unmute your line. Bishop Dr. London, last chance. Okay, AT&T operator. Is Manuel Estopin in? Estopin in there. Manuel Estopin in. Could you please 
press pound two if you're there on the line. Manuel is opening. I don't see him on the line. Thank you. AT&T operator is Mara Victoria Ramirez on the line. I don't see them on the line. Thank you. AT&T operator is Michael Morris on the line. Michael Morris, if you're on the line, could you please press pound two? I don't see them on the line. Thank you. AT&T operator is Octa Octavia Jackson on the line. Octavia Johnson, if you could please press pound two on your telephone keypad. I, I don't see you. them on the line. Okay. Uh, AT&T operator is Shanna Gilliam on the line. Could you please press pound two? Okay, AT&T operator is Sydney Kinsler London on the line. Sydney, could you please press pound two on your telephone keypad if you're on the line? AT&T operator is Tel Terry L. Parrott on the line. Yes. Uh, please recognize them. Sure. Your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. Terry L. Parrott, your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. Good morning, Messrs. Baron, Vice Mayor, and Commissioners. My name is Terry Parrott, and I am the interim president of the African American Cultural and Social Club at Kings Point Tamarack. I'd like to thank you for this opportunity to address you today. I, along with the members of the African American Cultural and Social Club, believe now is the time to recognize Juneteenth as a paid holiday so that everyone can highlight the resilient strength and solidarity of not only those who were enslaved, but also take what is learned and use that knowledge to conquer the challenges that we now face. Declaring Juneteenth a holiday to be celebrated on June 19th each year will create an opportunity to remind uh, not only American descendants of those enslaved in America and others, as well of the tragedy of slavery, but will also present an opportunity to recognize and discuss through education, and meaningful dialogue, the responsibilities we all have to ensure that our children, grandchildren, and future generations are taught why Juneteenth is celebrated. Declaring Juneteenth a holiday would also allow the opportunity for teachable moments where we examine how the legacy of slavery forces us to recognize that while racial and economic inequality still exist, the strength of black communities lies in its rich culture along with the incentive to wage war against this legacy battle one by one. While I was researching Juneteenth for a project or a meeting that I was working on last year, I came across an article which mentioned the Reverend Ronald Myers, the chairman of the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation, who, in support of Juneteenth, suggested and I'm going to paraphrase them here, that every year we must remind successive generations that this event, i.e. the celebration of Ms. Parrish, you need to begin to event. wrap up your remarks. Please continue. Yes, I'm, I'm done. And it triggers an event 
um, that one by one defines the challenges and, and responsibilities of the successive generations to speak out to address issues that affect the black community. Thank you for your time. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, AT&T operator, the last speaker on the list is Wendy Jer uh, Jerkins. Um, please verify if she is on the line. Yes, Wendy Jerkins is on the line. Please call on her. Your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. Okay. I'm Good sorry. morning. Please Good continue. Morning. Good morning. Okay, thank you very much. Good morning, Mayor Geller and the Commission. Monica. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. We, yes, ma we can hear you. Okay, I apologize. Uh, I'm writing to, um, I'm calling into support number 32. Uh, I'm in unincorporated Broward County, and I just wanted to say I am so grateful to even hear that this is something that is being presented uh, to uh, the commission. Uh, I've lived here in, in Broward County for many years, and it's so encouraging uh, to see that uh, the recognition of the past is being identified uh, right now. Um, Broward County is not immune from uh, the taint of racism. Uh, yet, given the history of this country, uh, we've chosen to celebrate our very survival in the United States through, June through Juneteenth. Many of us grew up knowing the importance of recognizing and celebrating our past in Juneteenth. Juneteenth embraces our past, present, and future. Um, it was very, it's ironic for me to note that for years the state of Georgia celebrated Confederates Day. But Broward County is not Georgia, and the recognition of Juneteenth provides us with the opportunity to recognize the past, celebrate the present, and to heal for the future. Uh, even this discussion helps with improving upon our shared history. It marks a healthy step in recognizing how the past informs the future, and you can only move on from the past by recognizing its strengths and weaknesses. And that is what Juneteenth allows us to do, recognize our past problem and see it as a way to improve our future. Uh, it was not too long ago that black people could not go to Fort Lauderdale Beach. And it was not too long ago that a dividing wall separated black and white communities here in Broward County. So I am grateful for the opportunity to uh, be on this call um, because Broward County is a very Time community and that is important. We are here, and we hope to celebrate this day. to begin to wrap up your remarks. Please continue. Thank you for your time and attention and consideration. Thank you very much. Okay. There is one person. Commissioner Holness has advised me there are other people that are waiting to speak, and I'm sorry, but if you did not sign up by 930, we cannot call on you today according to our rules. There is one person who signed up on the wrong item number, who meant to speak on this item, someone named Georgette, AT&T operator. Is Georgette on the line? Yes. Please recognize Georgette. Sure. Georgette, your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor, and good morning, all. Good morning. I am ecstatic in my spirit right now. My name is Georgia Lively Wiggins. I am the founder of Juneteenth South Broward. I brought Juneteenth to South um, Broward County about four, I want to say about four years ago now. Um, I don't know if Dean first dealt with you guys, but 
She's known me. Hi, Dean. Um, and the mayor, of course. And when I tell you guys, this is like, oh, my God, the greatest experience for me to know that Broward County is even acknowledging Juneteenth means a lot to me. A lot. I can't wait till the day that I can meet you all face-to-face. I believe we did, but I'm not sure at the moment. And I'm here in support of making Juneteenth a paid holiday, um, a day of recognition and observance of our past. Thank you all very much. Just the mere fact that you're having this conversation is, for me, it's like a, I, 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 I really, like a, the birth of a grandchild. I love my grandkids. So <laughs> I, I am ecstatic and I want to thank you all. Thank you very, very much just for the consideration. Have a wonderful day. Mayor, can I thank Georgette real quick? Yes. Uh, thank you, ma'am. Uh, Commissioner Fur, you're recognized. Yeah, I just want to thank Georgette. She has been at the front, front and center of bringing it to people's attention in the southern part of the county and has done a fantastic job over the last five, six years of having, uh, of celebrating it and, and acknowledging it and bringing it to everybody's attention. She's done a wonderful educational uh, uh, job on this. So thank you, Georgette. Thank you, Commissioner Furr. And Georgette, Leslie Wiggins had signed up timely, but for item 31 instead of item 32, which is why we did recognize her. We now revert back to the commission. Commissioner Honus, you recognized her. Thank you. And, and Georgette, I'm sorry to disappoint you. This doesn't call for it to be a paid holiday. Deerfield Beach, Pembroke Pines, Tamarack, Lauderdale Lakes, and Lauder Hill is on the way. My colleagues, if we pass this without it being a paid holiday, history will prove us to be on the wrong side of this issue. We already have four cities in Broward County. Miami-Dade County, and many other places throughout this nation that has made it a paid holiday. Folks talked about it being valued. Valued by making it a paid holiday. You've heard the speakers, some very emotional. And they have got me somewhat emotional too. I'm very disappointed, in fact, brokenhearted, that you failed, colleagues, to pass the item as a paid holiday that we had before. And instead, you choose to make this watered down version. It's not valued enough. It's not valued enough for us to make this a paid holiday. We're talking about we're going to do education and the other stuff. Where was it all this time? This education stuff.
understand this, and, and Commissioner Preston talked about the value that we receive from doing this, that the moral level of the staff went up, the community bought in more to what Deerfield Beach is all about and is doing. That's value because we showed enough, they showed enough to value that community to spend a little bit of money. 130,000 is all it would cost us. $130,000. I'm estimating that as many as 50% of the people who work for us are black people. Most of them that are black come from a heritage of people who have been enslaved. Can we value our employee enough, those employees enough, to recognize this as a paid holiday? We cannot, for $130,000? Mr. Walter speak about what happened with MLK holiday. We're doing the same thing right here. Same track we're going on. We come up with every kind of reason and excuse. And the same thing that we're saying here, let's make it an educated education day. Let's educate them about the great work that Martin Luther King did and all the good things that we need to do. History will put us on the wrong side of this issue if we don't make this a paid holiday. That's what the people asked for. That's where the value is. We can do both. Make it a paid holiday and do the education stuff that you asked for. Doesn't be, need to be one or the other. It ought to be both. I can't even see myself voting for it as you present it because it doesn't give the value it needs to give. I will bring it back as a paid holiday. If we can't do it today, I'll bring it back every time I can and let you vote against it. So that in the long run, one day you'll recognize that you need to value the people who worked to build this nation, who were enslaved for so many years, who contributed trillions of dollars. in free labor, forced labor, in misery, in shackles, in chains. This need to be amended to make it a paid holiday. That's the value that we put on the lives of so many of our people. Value their life. Make it a paid holiday.
Commissioner Furr, followed by Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Furr, you're recognized, sir. Thank you. And um, over the last week, I've had a chance to go through our, our library and find out what we actually have here. Because I actually think the real value here is, is the education of people understanding the entire backstory and the history of what our country's gone through. That, to me, is where there's an immense amount of value. And right now, people don't know where to find them. If you go to Google, Google only gives you what it, gives, what it gets for free. It will not put anything on Google if it's not for free. In our library, we have, it's like a hidden inter internet. We have an incredible amount of resources, and we've, we've actually gone through it and found, seen, seen what books we have, but we've gone into the one file into historical black newspapers, uh, the General Reference Center Gold, Expanded Academic. There's some real treasures here. That this is what we should, this is an opportunity with, with when we're passing a resolution with the school board, that we show, that we show and, and really bring people, teachers, students, everybody, to where these resources are. Not just on Juneteenth, but on the entire abolitionist movement, all of these things that go into it. It's not just one day. It is, there is a, a wealth of information that we need to bring. Uh, I have been working with the CSC and looking at what programs are, can be available in the summertime at this time. And there, uh, uh, there's, you know, this is an opportunity where we can really bring attention to this, um, bring awareness of it. And I think what we need to do is ask our, library, our, uh, our collection development in, in the library to, to go have a much more robust collection development on this. We've got a certain amount of books, but not enough that if you're gonna have programs uh, in the summertime, that, that enough kids could check it out. There's no DVDs. Uh, there's a few, there's, we, the, the, the jewel is actually in all the, in all the uh, journals that are available. There's, there's a lot of stuff there. But people don't know where to find that. And so I think that whole week, that should be a, a, t a time where our libraries show and use it as an opportunity to say, here's what we've got. We've got a real treasure here. Here's how you can get there. You know, you go in, you go there, and you go to the, uh, the, the online resources, and you go to the, those journals. People don't know. They don't even know they're there. They really don't know what's there. And this is, this is our little stepping stone that we can use to get there. there and, and I think at a, at a point where uh, we've made this aware. Commissioner Holness, I think it may be, you know, we can, I think we might be able to get where you're trying to go. But I think let's use this as the opportunity to let everybody know what this is all about. I've been working with Georgette for four or five years on, on Juneteenth. And it has been a slow growth um, of people knowing what it is. When she first started, nobody knew what it was. Hardly anybody knew what that was. In, in her, even in her community. And it is now growing in such a way where it's, it's anticipated and looked forward to. This is where we can bring that kind of awareness to, uh, to the people in this county, and I look forward to it. But I think it is through working with the school board, working with the media specialists in the school board, making sure that they know that they have access to these files. Because now over 80,000 students have access to our libraries. We didn't have that. Three years ago, none of them did. 
or hardly anybody did. Now 80,000 have, have a library card to our, library, to our libraries. Let's let them know how to use it. Let's let them teachers know how to use it and how to find these articles, these books, all, these films, all these things, and, bring, and, and, and use this as that opportunity to explore that knowledge. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Fur, Commissioner Ryan, and then hopefully we'll be able to vote. Commissioner Ryan. It's somewhat uh, disappointing that the, the value of, of this concept that was brought forward by um, Commissioner Holness, he uh, actually really underestimates what he has accomplished here today and what will happen on Juneteenth this year. Because I don't know how great it is to have a legal holiday. I think that if Florida law, if Florida statutes are not amended in this legislative session, I sure hope that when we do the Juneteenth celebration, that we can compare it to what the Florida law currently states. And this, I give you credit for, uh, Commissioner Holness, because you bring about, I know you wanted to have a paid holiday, but bringing to the forefront this educational component, we in Broward County will have an opportunity, if this is not corrected in Florida law between now and Juneteenth, I think as part of our educational campaign, we should point out legal holidays in the state of Florida. Did you know that last Tuesday, January 19th, is a legal holiday, the birthday of Robert E. Lee? Did you know that April 26th of each year is a legal holiday for Confederate Memorial Day? Did you know that June 3rd, June 3rd of every year is a legal holiday in the state of Florida, birthday of Jefferson Davis. So I think we need to remove some of these legal holidays, and I hope you get some of the credit for this and that you speak to other, uh, uh, speak to representatives and senators in the state of Florida and ask them to revise Florida statute chapter 683.01 to eliminate some legal holidays. And let's celebrate and educate the citizens of Broward County as to what the, the, the meaning is of Juneteenth. And at the same time, let's correct some of this language and Florida law that is really an embarrassment to the state. And with that, um, I move the item. Okay, are there any other speakers? If not, Commissioner Holness to close. Briefly. Let me, I'll let me second, say I'll this. second that first. Let move. me say this, that I will not be voting for this item. So you won't be unanimous. And the reason is, you can talk all you want to talk. You can say all you want to say. You can talk about educating as much as you want to. But unless, you put some money up that says we're paying for this holiday, it's meaningless. Show me where you spend your money and it will tell me what your priorities are. 
$130,000 is what it takes to make it a paid holiday this year. Don't tell me about the state legislature. You were there. Why didn't you fix it then? There are legislatures up there that can do that. This is Broad County Commission. This is us right here. 30% of our population are black. You know, I heard this discussion back in the days when we were trying to make Martin Luther King's birthday a holiday. Same discussion. But you know what? What's disappointing today for me is that it was coming mostly from Republicans. Mostly from Republicans. This is a county that is supposed to be the most progressive, the largest number of Democrats in Broad County. 40 plus percent of the population who are registered as Democrats or blacks. And you want to do this half meal stuff? This isn't half meal. Okay, Commissioner. It is. I won't vote for it. Okay. Are you still offering it? Done. Yeah, well, I'd like to make a suggestion that we amend this. Commissioner Honus, uh, we're, we're now... To make it a paid holiday. Commissioner Honus, it's been motion, second. We are now prepared to vote. We're not doing amendments. We're now ready to vote. You understand the procedure. You've been mayor. Is there, if you're still offering it, it's now in order to vote. Dr. Sharif, we're ready, set to vote, so please brief. I'll be brief. Um, I, what I heard was that um, on the item... There was an amendment proffered, and if there is a second to the amendment, couldn't wouldn't we vote on the Dr. Sharif? After it was first? moved and seconded, which has already happened, mm -hmm. it's now in order to vote not to do amendments. So okay, okay, all those um, in favor? I, yes. I, go ahead. Yeah, county attorney. You you could. I mean, our rules are a little bit different from standard Roberts rules, but it is. You know, generally, you move and second even before debate on it. And if somebody wanted to move theoretically and get a second okay. for a substitute uh, motion, they could. However, I already quoted on oh. Commissioner Holness to close. So y y yes, but Go ahead. Mayor, may I, may I just say one other thing? And yes, uh, just uh, legally, I don't believe that you could today amend it to ask that it be made a paid holiday because I yeah, believe I it's outside of the title of the proposed ordinance uh, for today's consideration. Thank you. Commissioner what, will it, what will it take for us, for me to bring it back? Because the previous item was substituted, so it wasn't voted against. I, I need to analyze that, Commissioner Holness. There's, there's generally a six-month rule, but there are, there are procedural ways to deal with that, including through a motion to renew. Uh, there are a couple of different proce uh, procedural options that I can discuss with you. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm ready. All right. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? No. Commissioner Bogan, did you vote? Commissioner Bogan, did you vote? What? The, uh, the vote thus far is seven to one. Are you voting, sir? Seven to one, aye. Are you voting? Yes, yes, yes I'm voting. Uh, how are you voting, sir? I need a couple hours to think about it. No, I'm voting aye. Okay. 
Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. Show the motion adopted by a vote of eight to one with uh, Commissioner Holness objecting. Uh, voting no, we are hearing item 44 concurrently. Uh, that's by Dr. Shreve. After that, we'll recognize uh, uh, Stacy Ritter, who is in the audience, and I believe that's on item 43 and a brief presentation. Dr. Sharif, you're recognized, ma'am. Mr. Mayor. Um, oh, well, you are recognizing an item. I'm, I'm Yes, uh, Senator Rich. Yes, um, at some point, uh, I want to make a statement on item 53 because uh, we there there is an issue, and um, I was not uh, able to speak last time. It was called on, voted on, and uh, and it was even said that I seconded it, which I did not. So um, I, I do want to have an opportunity at some point okay. to correct Prior the record. Prior to the end of the meeting, we will do that, Senator Rich. Uh, I think you did speak on that, but I'm happy to call on you again, but not right now. Uh, Dr. Sharif, we had said that we were hearing item 44 concurrently with item 32. Got it. So I believe item 44 is yours, ma'am? Yes, item 44 is mine. You recognize. Um, item 44 uh, I presented as an adjunct to the previous item because I felt like if we were going to do an education campaign in Broward County that we would need to incorporate our school board in that. And therefore I proffered the following resolution to be sent over to the Broward County School Board um, to supplement the item because it had become an educational item. Um, so that is the item that's before you right now and I will make a motion to approve the item and I second that motion. Motion to uh, approve item 44 by Dr. Sharif, seconded by uh, Commissioner Holness. And I'd uh, also like to be added as a uh, co-sponsor of this item. Uh, Commissioner Holness requests to be is added as a co-sponsor to item number 44. Commissioner Furr, you recognize, sir. Yes, I would like to ask if, if it's okay to have as additional information a list of all the resources that we have available in our public library that the school board can access. Yes, uh, that would be great. Commissioner Furr, is that an amendment? I will accept it as a friendly amendment to the well, I, 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 I know, I'm just asking, are you doing that as an amendment, sir? Or is, I guess I am. Yes. Okay, and the county attorney, can you, understanding the intent, can you put that verbiage in later? Can it be a conceptual amendment now? Uh, yes, yeah, sir. For purposes of an item like this, I think we can do that. Yes. All right. And Dr. Shreve is accepted. Is there any further discussion? If not, all those in favor of adopting item 44, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted unanimously. Thank you, Dr. Sharife. Uh, we will now move to item 43 because Commissioner, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Director, President, Representative, whoever she is, Ritter, is in the audience. Um, and before we call on you, ma'am, and I, I understand that in addition to item 43, you'll be making a brief presentation. So let me first take up item 43, Commissioner. Uh, let's see, who offered uh, item 43 is sponsored by Commissioner Fisher, I believe it's by Commissioner Fisher, is that correct? That's correct. Mayor. Okay, and uh, it is my understanding that there's no longer any opposition to this and that this will hopefully be a very quick 
item. I know Commissioner Bogan, I know you want to speak okay. on this, so we'll get to you after we I, uh, after uh, I, Commissioner Fisher speaks. I uh, also would like to speak. And then Senator Rich. Uh, okay, hold on, let me get this straight. Fisher, Bogan, Rich, Udine on this unanimous vote. Um, okay, Does, do we need to invoke the rule that everybody speaks on the unanimous item. Uh, Commissioner Fisher, you're recognized, sir. Uh, thank you, Mayor, and I'm excited to, uh, to hear that news this morning. And, and just will be brief in my comments uh, for this particular item that I brought forward. And, and the purpose of the item is strictly to be able to advocate and to urge the full funding of the, one of our legislative programs, Visit Florida. And in no way, shape, or form um, requires or forces, obviously, Ms. Ritter in any way, shape, or form to join Visit Florida at all. It was just for us to be able to advocate. And I've also spoken to Ms. Ritter on a couple occasions, and I believe that she agrees with what I'm saying today as far as that. The background, obviously, was multiple emails uh, from Heiko and others, uh, uh, you know, was in our boxes, and it really just kind of outlines and demonstrates the different formulas of dollars that in which Visit Florida and our tourism industry, which is our second largest industry here in Broward County with 114,000 jobs and obviously pre-COVID, generating over 10 million, excuse me, 10 million visitors, spending billions of dollars and estimated every, every 85 visitors uh, to our county generates one job. And we know obviously that's the hardest industry hit in, from this COVID-19 crisis that we're in. So hospitality industries, obviously South Florida Business Council, multiple chambers of commerce, the Broward Workshop, which I spoke to as well, travel host of Greater Fort Lauderdale, and of course the list of the 80 plus folks that uh, Heiko provided as far as support of this item. And again, I believe the two concerns, Mayor, that, uh, that, that all of us might have had uh, was hopefully, um, answered yesterday i was able to speak to ms dana young concerning the uh, assisting only north florida and its marketing efforts and i sent an email out as additional material that shows that obviously marketing is throughout the state of florida including southeast and then more importantly the efforts in which the lgbtq is being marketed and there was some other uh, marketing efforts that uh, that dana uh, shared with us in that email as well so i hopefully Everybody's on board. Again, this is a strictly an advocating item for the legislator on our end to be able to advocate to have Visit Florida full funded. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Commissioner Fisher. Commissioner Bogan, before we get you, um, AT&T operator, please unmute Commissioner Bogan. Um, and before we get to our next speaker, which is Commissioner Bogan, um, Ms. Ritter has asked to speak first with her short presentation, which will apparently set the stage for this vote. So, Ms. Ritter, you're recognized, ma'am. Thank you. And again, I think all of us, um, when we hire staff, we rely on that staff to give us our advice. I normally rely heavily on that. And so if Ms. Ritter is and the CVB are in favor of item 43, that resolved any concerns that I had. So please make your presentation, ma'am. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, um, Mayor. The CVB has no position on item 43. Okay. We're staff. This is a policy decision to be made by the Broward County Board of County Commissioners. 
Having said that, we do want to show you some things today. Am I just supposed to hit the, oh, there we go. Hence the technology support in the back. Um, wait, okay, I already screwed it up. Okay. I have to go back to, For your brief to the beginning. Presentation. Okay, yeah. I told you, there's no left button. Okay. Um, I moved to Broward County in 1974. I was barely out of diapers, as I'm sure you all know, but it wasn't that funny, Commissioner Ryan. Um, but thank you. <laughs> and have seen this county grow and evolve tremendously in the time that I've been here. But the CBB in the past had sort of walked away from our history of spring break and how we started to become a thing in, as a result of 1960s movie Where the Boys Are. I don't think we should walk away from that. I think we should embrace it and recognize that we've moved on from what was my spring break with wet t-shirt contests and belly flop contests at the button to today's spring break where the kids are staying at the Ritz-Carlton and will soon to be the Four Seasons Open later this year. As a result of that, we put together this little video that has been nominated for an Emmy which I don't believe that any of you have seen. I think if you, were at the, if you were at our marketing luncheon last year when things were normal, you would have seen this, but here's our Emmy-nominated history video. change the more they stay the same hasn't been to greater fort lauderdale in a while pity Take a closer look. 
This is the new Greater Fort Lauderdale. Get to know us at sunny.org. I hope you like that one as much as I do. <laughs> it actually always makes me cry. Um, first up, it, it reminds me of my youth for one reason, and to show how far we've come in such a short period of time, really, I just think um, it, it really encapsulates who we are and what we've been, what we can be, and the level of work you get from the Greater Fort Lauderdale CVB. So, today though, I have uh, uh, the pleasure of showing you our new brand. You are the first to see it. It has not been published anywhere yet. And it has been about three years in the making. Um, when you do a brand, there's a lot of work that goes through it. There's focus groups, both within and without your destination, internationally, our major markets here in the States as well. You go, it, it, it's, it's a marketing Herculean effort. And today we're gonna show you the new brand. You may recall Hello Sunny was our brand for many years. It, it lived its life. Um, and then it outlived it. It was vanilla. Didn't really say who we are or what we are or where we are. We like vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, but it, it, it didn't say the destination. Hello Sunny could be anywhere where there is sun, which is probably, which is actually everywhere. So what goes into a new brand? Um, as I said, we've, um, We've taken, undertaken this three-year task, and um, today it comes to fruition. And we're now poised to launch a new brand for our world-class destination and community. Among other things, there's something called a brand promise, uh, which goes into the making of a brand. To, our brand promise is to feature a diverse community that is truly greater together. In Greater Fort Lauderdale, we welcome everyone under the sun, and our new tagline is everyone under the sun. We have new photography and new video. You'll see elevated visuals of Greater Fort Lauderdale. You'll see crisper, cleaner, edgier, more cosmopolitan and sophisticated images of what is becoming a luxury destination. Uh, we know that. Look at some of the hotel properties we have. We have a Ritz-Carlton. The Four Seasons will be opening later this year. Uh, we have amazing properties here in Greater Fort Lauderdale, which speaks to who we are and what we have become. But aside from the brand elements and the positioning statement, there's also a brand definition, there's a brand personality, which in our case is community-driven and diverse and inclusive, invigorating and inviting, progressive and provocative, and cosmopolitan. Brand elements also include font and color palette, and those went through many, many iterations as we continued to evolve what the final brand would be. Here's some more photographs. Um, that illustrate the diversity of our community. We will continue to focus on the inclusiveness and diversity of this community and the 31 municipalities in Broward County, all of which are unique, offer different things to us and can sometimes provide challenges. So, new logo. Everybody wanted to know what the new logo was. Um, so today, again, we went through many iterations. We had thought, we narrowed it down to five, we again, we focus grouped it, we surveyed it with our clients outside of the county, with our stakeholders um, and industry experts within the county. We focus grouped it as well. We got their surveys and the logo, which I'm going to show you shortly, is the one that was overwhelmingly chosen by all participants who were surveyed as the logo for the new Greater Fort Lauderdale CVB. 
Visit Lauderdale, everyone under the sun. I hope you like it as much as we do. Um, it's a completely different from Hello Sunny. It evokes the sun, the sand, and the sea, but also is inclusive and diverse as we express that everyone under the sun not only welcome is welcome here, but lives here. So we've had a concept kicking around for a while. What makes this speech different? And as I've spent the last four and a half years traveling, the, well, I guess it's three and a half years traveling the world because the last year nobody went anywhere. Uh, I, it, people would say to me, you know, there are lots of beautiful beaches in the world. What makes your beach so special? And I would tell them what makes our beach so special are the people who live here, the community. The 100 plus languages spoken in households here in Broward County. Uh, I would tell people, if you wanna only see people who look like you on vacation, don't come to Broward County because in Broward County, you're gonna see everybody. You're gonna see people who look like you and people who don't look like you. And you're gonna catch the culture and the flavor and the diversity from all 2 million people who live here. That's what makes our beach different. And that's what makes our beach special. And you're gonna see that in our visuals as we go through with the new brand. So, hit it! Hit video. That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning. Notice how the waves move at the end of the video um, when the logo comes up. Brand new. Um, very. Now I want to just spend a couple minutes on the boat show. You know the boat show came here at the end of October. They put together an amazing plan to keep people safe and clean, which they did really well. But we partnered with them and with NBC Sports and the Marine Industries of South Florida to put together some programming to highlight the fact that we are the yachting capital of the world and the Venice of America. Um, so what we did was the uh, NBC Sports put together a 30-minute segment. Of course, my daughter's calling me right now. Um, <laughs> a 30-minute segment on NBC Sports. It aired three times, once during the boat show and twice afterward, to highlight the yachting uh, and the water culture here that we have in, in, um, in Broward County. And we did that on our own because of the relationships we built in Broward County. Um, NBC Sports, as I said, uh, live broadcasts, two encore presentations. It was a lifestyle um, segment, 30-second spots. We had over 800,000 800, paid impressions. Here's some earned media, which is free, actually, you know, to us. Um, we were able to focus on Greater Fort Lauderdale as a destination. And again, that was our partnership with Marine Industries and with NBC Sports. And here's a little video from that NBC Sports made that shows the boat show and the uh, the lifestyle here in Greater Fort
you some general marketing updates. Um, here's some, and, and I'll be happy to send this uh, presentation to you all with a link so that you can uh, peruse it at your leisure because I know Thank that you, you want me to wrap this up. I, I said I was going to read War and Peace in Russian and you wouldn't let me, Mayor. So um, here's some uh, paid media. We had a campaign in the past uh, nine months called Social Distance and Style. One of the beauties of being here is you can be outdoors all year long. Enjoy the beauty of this uh, of this destination and still be socially distant. We'll pass that. Um, we put together a safe and clean um, pledge back in March. We got no. Um, we did not receive any direction from the state agency. The state agency does not have a safe and clean program. We were on our own here. Every destination was on its own here, making sure that visitors knew that CDC guidelines were critically important to those of us who live here, and if you wanted to visit here, you'd have to follow them. We have over 500 businesses signed up for our Safe and Clean Pledge. They do it online. They get a poster they can put in the window. They don't have to be in the hospitality industry. We've got daycare centers and nurseries and moving companies, as well as hotels and restaurants and attractions and retail, which have signed up for the Safe and Clean Pledge, and we continue to push it out because, again, we are on our own as a DMO here when it comes to these kinds of um, these kinds of programs. Finally, Pride of the Americas was supposed to take place this year, this year, April or last year, April of 2020. Obviously, it got postponed as everything did. But I wanted you to see some of the visuals, some of the photographs we've been using for the Celebrate You campaign through the LGBT Plus department. These are edgy, they're provocative, they're cosmopolitan and you won't see those these kinds of images anywhere else because we believe that people should be having a conversation about greater fort lauderdale they may not all like what we're doing they may not all embrace what we're doing but they're talking about us and that's critically important to us to be top of mind and word of mouth to people um and and i want to thank uh vice president richard gray from the cbb for for being the kind of visionary that allows these kinds of visuals to take place. This is some of the social media. And again, this isn't because we're checking a box. Oh, the black guy, the gay guy, you know, the white chick. That's not how it works at the CVB because this is a community value to us. The community embraces this value, the CVB embraces this value, and we, the board embrace, more importantly, you embrace this value and you've given us the ability to spread our wings and fly with stuff like this because we know you support that community value as well. And we want to thank you for that. Um, and with that, Mayor, um, Water Deals was the summer program. It extended through October this year. We had over 200 partners signed up. This is some of the pictures you'll see from Water Deals. The program doesn't exist right now because it is mostly a summer program and the hotels told us they didn't need it anymore. Um, multicultural has been a challenge because as you know, Albert Tucker, our VP of Multicultural passed away back in April of last year. But we continue with that department and we put together a diversity committee at the CVB. We had a master class in diversity, equity, and inclusion at the CVB where everybody participated. Again, it's a value that we not only embrace, but we want everyone around the world to know that these are values that we embrace and we're gonna keep pushing it until everybody gets that. Um, and our advertising reflects that and the culture in the CVB reflects that as well. So with that, um, I just have something I'd like to pass out. In case you think that marketing stopped because of the pandemic, I'm going to pass out the project tracker to you. This is what the mark. This is what the marketing department is currently working on. It evolves constantly. 
It is pages and pages of material because we haven't stopped and we won't stop. And right now, we are happy to say we are succeeding. Our occupancy rates are higher than Miami-Dade and Palm Beach, higher than Orlando. Our, our rates aren't as high, but we are seeing a comeback. And that is as a, a direct result of the hard work that the, the people in the CVB have been doing since this pandemic. So thank you very much for allowing me to read War and Peace to you in the original Russian. Um, thank you, Mr. Ritter. Hang around there for a moment. Uh, I had one question for you. You um, referenced the boat show. Does Venice refer to itself as the Fort Lauderdale of Italy? The greater Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Just checking. Okay. Um, I would prefer members to vote an item. I'll add you to the list, Dr. Sharif. Thank you. Okay. Well, Mayor, unless they're going to say nice things about me, and then uh, it's okay, no, well, right? I would prefer to vote on item 43 <laughs> and then, and then okay. at, have questions oh, on right. this particular program. Um, now, for the record, Broward County supports tourism. And I will now call on Commissioner Bogan, Rich, Udine, Holness, and Sharif to verify that we support tourism and make sure that we don't finish by one o'clock. Um, right now, we're just on item 43, and then we will call Ms. Ritter back for questions on her presentation. Take me off that list. I want to speak to Ms. Rich's, uh, to Stacy's uh, presentation. Okay, so please let me know if you're speaking on uh, item 43. And then I will again go to um, back to Ms. Ritter. So on item 43, Commissioner Bogan, are you on the line? I am. Did you wish to speak on 43 or to ask uh, Commissioner or, or President Ritter questions? I wish to speak on the item sponsored by Commissioner Fisher. You're recognized, sir. Um, I just wanted to support Commissioner Fisher's uh, uh, motion. I think, as everybody knows, uh, you know, our tourism industry is vital. And I think, based on what's going on in our society, joining visits, visit Florida and working with them can only help us. The, when I was mayor, if you, many of you may remember, the president of that organization came to speak to us and showed all the programs that they're doing. And I met her in Israel with the, when I went with the governor's office, and she pointed out all the different programs that they're doing to help promote tourism. And so I just feel that it's a win-win to, it can't, you know, can't hurt, obviously, it can only help us. And, and so I just want to lend support to Commissioner Fisher's um, item. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. Senator Rich, are you still on the line? Yes, I am. You're recognized, ma'am. Okay, well, I have, uh, I want to speak on 43, but I have some questions for, uh, uh, for, for President Ritter. I will call President Ritter back, and uh, okay. you'll maintain your space in line for that. So right now, just on item 43. Well, no, there are questions about 43. Uh, that's about what I said. You're recognized yeah, just on new... 43 now, ma'am. Oh, me? did you have questions on 43 for President Ritter? Yes. Yes. I'm having trouble Stacey, getting if you'll come back being up. understood today. <laughs> okay, uh, Senator Rich, okay. please proceed, ma'am. Okay, is Ms. Ritter up there? She is. Can't see her on there. Okay. Okay, so uh, first of all, I just want to thank you for um, highlighting the diverse, vibrant, multicultural community in which we all live. Um, I, I do not personally believe that Visit Florida reflects that in their 
marketing and programs. So I'd like to just ask a few questions. Um, you did address the one about COVID, um, unless there's anything else you want to add. I, 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 I found that, uh, unfortunately, Visit Florida is best, very closely connected to the administration, the state administration at this point. It's not an independent organization, and they reflect many of the um, uh, much of the philosophy of the of the administration. And I guess marketing would be one when it comes to uh, to COVID. Would you agree with that, Ms. Ritter? Yes. Upon advice of counsel, if you wish to answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. we, uh, okay. Uh, uh, so, Senator well, Ritchie answered yes. <laughs> okay. So um, um, I'm just wondering in terms of the programs, it was mentioned that um, uh, that uh, when, when uh, Dana Young came and she talked about all these programs, um, could you tell us about what programs we use of theirs? Uh, we haven't. We are currently we are not members of Visit Florida, so we are not eligible for any of those programs. I will tell you that last year we were members of Visit Florida and we didn't use any of their programs. And we had 90% occupancy in January of 2020 for 21 days, which was a record, over 90%. And could you maybe explain why? Um, I mean, diversity would be one thing, I think, but but also the kinds of marketing they do uh, with regard to. Uh, to large conferences and things like that. I mean, uh, it is, is what they do relevant to what, to what our needs are? I would say that Visit Florida is relevant if you are a small or medium destination or an individual property. They do not play to large urban populations like Greater Fort Lauderdale. Um, they don't have the group industry. It's called MICE, meetings, incentives, conferences, and exhibitions, is critically important to the hotel industry. They don't have a presence there. They market leisure only. Um, and while they have some cooperative marketing plans, which give you a one-to-one -one match, so you put in a dollar, you get a dollar, doubling your um, your investment. If I have a thousand dollars and you say to me, if you this is $2,000. I will give you $1,000 for this if you put in your own money. If I don't need that thing, then it's not money well spent from my, from my side. That's how we basically feel today about the programs. Now, I will say, Florida is a difficult state to market from an umbrella organization perspective. We are so different than Panama City or Pensacola, and I recognize that. But they do a lot of Pensacola, Panama City, and not a whole lot of Greater Fort Lauderdale. If you look at their beaches page, for example, on their website, there's a list of the best beaches in Florida listed, the top eight, and we're not on the top eight. South Beach, North Miami Beach, they're listed. They're not members of Visit Florida either. You have to click to get into Greater Fort Lauderdale's beaches. That's a concern. Uh, we were their largest DMO member until this year. Miami left in 2017. Orlando's gone. Kissimmee's gone. Palm Beach only rejoined this year. So. Um, the, the cult, the philosophy is different. Again, it's a community. We are a community driven agency. These are values we live. These are values we believe in. These are values we talk about. We think that they, we don't think they share those. Right. Let me ask you one last question about funding, because uh, my biggest issue is um, I've always had an issue when I was in the legislature with Visit Florida, because I don't think they're relevant to us, but uh, as far as their marketing and, and so forth. But 
Um, this calls for, this for number 43, item 43, calls for full, fully funding. Now, I would question what that means, um, and I'm wondering what you think, because I know that um, uh, they was funded at $50 million in 2020 by the legislature. Um, so, and when, when uh, Governor Scott was there, uh, he, he pushed for $100 million. Is that full funding? Is $50 million full funding? Um, what, what does that mean? I, I don't, um, Commissioner Rich, I don't, I don't know what that means. Okay. So I thank you very much for your presentation. And I, I think, you know, you've made my point that uh, there are just a lot of issues with how relevant they are to, to us and that we really do a better job on our own. Uh, we have our own marketing firm. You've just seen what they can do, and it's relevant to our, uh, to our community. But the biggest part I have with this um, today uh, is the, the fact that it calls for fully funding. Now, I will tell you that it appears right now that there's going to be a $3.3 billion uh, shortfall. Uh, we have a huge Medicaid shortfall. And um, for and, and I, don't, I didn't notice in our legislative priorities that we were saying that we should fully fund K-12, fully fund universities, fully fund seniors, fully fund affordable housing, fully fund human services, food insecurity, go down the list, homelessness. So I have a serious problem uh, with supporting or voting for something that says that we should fully fund. That is up to the legislature to decide in, when, when they are looking at all the priorities in this state, I believe, you know, that they, uh, that they consider. What, is, what, what are the, the most important priorities? And everyone will come up with different things. Uh, but given the fact that I don't believe that Visit Florida meets our marketing needs, uh, and, uh, and, and, and I mentioned all the human services that, are, that directly uh, uh, are, are, uh, impact so many people in our community. Uh, and as uh, Senator Geller, Mayor Geller said at the beginning, I, I certainly support tourism and the CBB, but uh, I, I just uh, could not support something that says that we should fully fund. Does that mean $100 million, $50 million, $76 million? Who is it taking it away from? What child, what senior, what homeless person? So that's where I am on this. Thank you. Okay. Senator Rich, just to comment, Dana Young is former, well, is Senator Dana Young, former I know exactly who Republican she Majority Leader of the Florida Senate. Obviously, right. she does have some political ties. Um, Next, uh, again, only on item 43, we will call Ms. Ritter back afterwards. Commissioner Udine, followed by Dr. Sharif. So <clears throat> I, I just want to comment a little bit on uh, the whole Visit Florida concept, because when I, when I look at some of what they do, I don't think they particularly do a great job for Broward County. I think that their marketing is stale. Um, it doesn't add anything to our equation. I think that Ms. Ritter um, said something about the beaches, how they don't even mention the Florida beaches. If you go right through Visit Florida's Instagram account and you hit every one of their buttons, you don't see one thing for Broward County. So when you do the, the beaches, because I'm a big believer in social media and the power of influencers, and that's why I, I saw the first video that you did at the meeting that you had uh, I guess it was a year ago now, and you're bringing the social media and influencing team to come in and do that. I think you get more 
bang for your buck because you don't need that many bucks to get that influencer motif out there. Visit Florida, if you look at their city life button, there's not one mention of, of Broward County on there. If you look at their beaches, there's not one photo picture of Broward County. Sunsets, nothing in Broward County. Miami-Dade isn't a member of Visit Florida, but if you go through, it's Miami-Dade's all over their social media page. Um, attractions, nothing from Broward County. You want to go for an airboat ride in the Everglades, if that's your thing? There's not one on their button there on, on Visit Florida's Instagram page. I think sometimes when you market um, <clears throat> that you need to you need to stay true to your mission of marketing and you, you need to give a chance for the marketing to work. I think the program that Ms. Ritter puts forward, Visit Florida spends dollars to get people to come to Florida, that's great. People are going to come to Florida, they're coming to Florida as the, as the pandemic ends, they're gonna be coming anyway. What I wanna see is why they're coming to Broward County over Miami-Dade and Palm Beach County, and that's where I think we, we should be giving Visit Lauderdale or, or the local um, branch really take the reins off and let them finally market the right way for the Broward County um, tourism visit. And I also, at the end of the day, I think like Mayor Gellard said a few meetings ago and, and, and Senator uh, Rich kind of mentioned in her comments, when we send it to our legislative team that we want to fully fund something, does that mean if they're in a room and they say, well, your option is fully funding some education dollars versus fully funding Visit Florida, then, then Broward County's, what we're saying is, well, we, we've said we want you to fully fund Visit Florida as opposed to those other things. This is a year where, where we're going to have over a $3 billion budget shortfall in this state. Um, if, if we can't give Visit Lauderdale the chance to do things right now, when are we ever going to give them the chance to do it? So, I mean, to say to, a, to another governmental branch that we want you to fund something or fully fund something, yeah, I mean, if the dollars are unlimited, I guess you can fully fund it, but I don't think that it adds to our equation in Broward County. I don't think Visit Florida does a particularly great job for Broward County. Um, and those are my comments. Okay. Members, I apologize when I said that the, I thought this was going to pass unanimously. That was one of the problems with the Sunshine Law that we can't always predict what's going to happen. So I apologize for those initial remarks. Dr. Sharif, you're recognized, ma'am, on item 43, correct? Um, I would like to skip that. I want to go to um, questions for Ritter's. Okay, uh, yes, ma'am, you're on the list. Right. Okay, are there any other speakers on item number 43? That I will, of course I try and comment last, uh, I will only comment that being on our legislative agenda as saying we support something does not mean it is necessarily our top priority. Our legislative committee members understand what our top priorities are and will lobby accordingly. Um, so I hope that that resolves that issue. Uh, Commissioner Fisher, you're recognized to close on your motion. If uh, last call, any other comment? No, Commissioner Fisher. Mr. Mayor, yes, Mr. Mayor. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor. Senator Rich. I, I, yes, I, I disagree with that last statement, and I need to say that. 
It's very different to put something on your list as a bunch of different things on your list. But when you take one of all the things and you say fully fund that, fully fund Visit Florida over some of those other things, I believe that that gives a different level of support to something. And I don't think we should be saying that. So that's my opinion. Okay. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, Commissioner yeah, Fisher, recognized you. to close on your uh, motion. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much, Mayor. And again, I, I've had conversations with Ms. Ritter, and I understood that she had no problem with advocating for this particular item. But anyway, I think it's been laid out. I think everybody's had great comments, and I'm just going to go ahead and move the item. Thank you. All right. Uh, it's now in order to vote on item number 43. All those in favor? Yes. Yeah, I believe that was seconded earlier by, uh, I believe it was Commissioner Ferb, but may have been Dr. Treat. Someone on that side of the room. Okay. Um, all right. Um, all those in favor of item number 43, please signify by saying aye. 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 Those opposed, please signify by saying nay. Nay. Okay. Please show item number 43 adopted by a vote of seven to two. At this point in time, I would like to ask Ms. Ritter to return to the dais. Um, before you do, members, I was unduly optimistic when I said <laughs> that I thought that we could finish by 1 o'clock. I have no idea how many questions there are. I will ask you. I will work as long as you want. If you wish to break at the conclusion of this item, we will do that. What is your pleasure? Well, we've got to be honest. Let's just break at 12.30. Okay. Dr. Shreed says let's keep working. Commissioner <laughs> Ryan says we should break. Uh, I'm not going to be so I can finish Okay. Any other members want to comment? I just assume work and get keep done. working. Any objection other than Commissioner Ryan, who always needs to eat? Um, <laughs> anyone, is there any other objection to work until we complete the agenda? If it turns out it's going to be too long, okay. Let's go on. Commissioner Ritter, um, or, I'm sorry, President Ritter, AU. Uh, first, we have Senator Rich, then Dr. Sharif, then Commissioner Honus. In that order, uh, Senator Rich, you're recognized, ma'am, for questions, comments, discussion on the presentation made by uh, Ms. Ritter. Now, my uh, comments were basically on the uh, questions were related to the item 43. I just wanted to uh, congratulate her for uh, the uh, you know for the presentation and three years of uh, hard work developing the new brand that I think highlights exactly the reasons you know why we need our own marketing and uh, our own uh, uh, tourism development in Broward County. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay, gotcha. I'm, I'm sorry. She's done. Okay, thank you, uh, Dr. Sharif. You're recognized, ma'am. So I wanted to just comment about the inclusivity on the um, ads for, to, um, to advertise our destination and our LGBTQ community. I had the pleasure of working with Mr. Gray for many years. And I also had the pleasure of you sending us to Indianapolis to fight for World Pride 2021, which we should have beat Copenhagen. Um, but um, it's not going to happen anyway, so it's, yeah, it didn't. <laughs> so. But we got yeah, trumped yeah. that year, didn't we? <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, this group of Fort Lauderdale residents who 
have um, led the charge on making sure that our destination is considered inclusive of everyone. Um, has just uh, really uh, blown it out of the water. Um, the fact that you have Richard Gray leading this um, cause and um, he's brought so much attention to it and positive attention at that. I just feel like um, when we say that Broward County is for equality, um, we truly have shown that in the presentation by our Tourist Development um, Council as well as by the CVB and I I'm just very proud. I was very sad to lose you as a commissioner, but I'm even more proud that you're in charge of tourism here in Broward County, and I want to say thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, members, we can finish by 1-105 if we rush through this. It, this is a good conversation, Mayor. <laughs> I understand, but Commissioner, Commissioner Holness, you recognize her. President Ritter, impressive. And, and a lot of folks know I don't get impressed easily. Uh, impressive presentation, upbeat, up-tempo. I even see your vanilla mayor was rocking a little bit over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't rock. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I, I, I don't know. Somehow the music got to you, and I didn't think you realized it. Uh, the, 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 the inclusion and equity piece is, 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 is I, I believe, is where the we're going as a, as, as a people. It is Broward County, certainly. Uh, recognizing that is, is, is really great. And, and, and I noted Lauderdale, not Fort Lauderdale, but Lauderdale. And, and I think that's helpful also because you have Lauderdale by the beach, you have North Lauderdale, you have Lauder, North Lauderdale Lakes, you have, so there's a lot of Lauderdale that will, will, will tie in uh, with, with, with what we're doing here. I, I, I really like that. Uh, and, and something that I noted in, in one of the, the ads was Albert Tucker. Thank you for keeping his memory alive and, and for the service that he rendered to us here in Broward County. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I think it's really good what we're doing here. Now, how are we partnering with other entities like civic or social organization or, or, or businesses in Broward County to give them access to this kind of marketing material so that they can use it uh, to spread the word about us. Um, thank you, and thank you for your comments, Mayor. I, uh, Commissioner, sorry, but, uh, former Mayor. I really appreciate it. It means a, a great deal to me coming from you, um, so thank you for that. I have to say that prior to Albert's uh, passing, and, and um, we are naming the first floor conference room for Albert Tucker. We're putting up his portrait. Um, it, it's the, honestly the least we can do um, to, to recognize his contribution here to Broward County over the years. Um, it has been put on pause since Albert's passing, uh, and also because of the pandemic. But I will tell you, maybe slow down is probably better a better term than paused. But Lauder Hill in particular, has been an unbelievable partner with us during these past nine months. They took that safe and clean, and, and um, I spoke about it, I, something that Commissioner Grant had done. I spoke on a Zoom uh, about the safe and clean program and about what we're doing. That's pretty much what I've been doing the past nine months is speaking to chambers of commerce, speaking to city commissions via Zoom or other, or WebEx or whatever, to talk to them about what we're doing, specifically the safe and clean program. It was really important for us that the cities 
understood what the program was and then they could then um, get the information out to their businesses. But again, Lauder Hill in particular, oh, they, they have their own marketing campaign for Safe and Clean um, where, where they've put our Safe and Clean logo on their marketing efforts. They've signed businesses up um, for our Safe and Clean program. And the reason we have a 523 is in large part because of the work that Lauder Hill's been doing and they have just been amazing partners with us. Um, we also just recently uh, reached out to Black Hungry Man. If you don't follow him on Instagram, you should. He's out of Miami. Um, he does amazing cultural programming, uh, excuse me, culinary programming, and has found amazing restaurants here in Broward County. We're reaching out to him for a partnership so that we can get to those restaurants that are off the beaten path where tourists really, where we know visitors want to go. But, but Albert's position, what, the VP multicultural position, once it gets filled, one of the components is it, to it is community outreach. Uh, that he's not that person will not be the only person designated as community outreach, but specifically to the multicultural community, much like Albert was the conduit between me at CVB and and the multicultural community. But you know, happy to speak at any of your city chamber whatever events and talk about this kind of stuff. It is very difficult, not difficult. Most most residents don't go on Sunny.org. Visitors do, so our residents don't really see what we're doing. And again, we are a community value here. Um, the reason people are employed is because work, the work of the tourism community and the CVB, we think it's critically important we get people back to work and that's why our message, messaging looks like it does. Uh, and, and, and that's really what I'm asking is how we can push it out locally to the local community so that they can help us with marketing the destination, uh, tour businesses. So uh, I'm glad to know you're working towards that. Uh, and let, let me just say, in the item we just passed, I voted for it because some in our hospitality industry think it's important and it's valued. Not necessarily because I think we ought to prioritize it, but I want to make sure that we're supporting them in what they think is value in, 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 in that item. Uh, and, and, and finally, you, you mentioned that you moved here in 84. 74. I, 74. I wouldn't tell folks that at all because you still look like you're about 16. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Honus. And in reference to one of your uh, earlier remarks on the different cities, I happen to live in Cooper City, Dale. Um, so it's uh, part of the greater Fort Lauderdale. Um, Vice Mayor Udine. Just uh, quickly because I said a lot of what I wanted to say, but I think you should keep going with the edgy um, uh, marketing plan because that's what's going to separate Broward from other areas in the state. I think, though, that if you, I think that the videos that you're doing, if you could break some of those up on, have your tech team send us shorter, like blasts, like 25 seconds, like, like as Commissioner Holmes mentioned, we can help with the marketing. Thank you. Um, Th that, that would be great through that kind of social stuff. And, and I do follow Hungry Black Man, and I encourage everyone to follow it on Instagram, but just make sure you spell everything right. I want to make sure when you go on so we don't get too edgy. But thank you. Great job. And uh, I, I think that it's an excellent boating into the future of what we're going to be able to do. Because this area is going to come back, especially for leisure travel. And it's going to come back very quickly and very sharply. And I, I think you're great at the helm to let us lead the way in our destination. Can, can really market itself. Thank you. And we are happy to put, most of our videos are 30 seconds. 
or short or 15 seconds. And if you can help us through that, be that conduit so that we know who to talk to in your in your cities, other than the traditional, the city, the mayor, the chamber of commerce, we would love to uh, to do that. We are fully committed to marketing 31 municipalities or those who want to play. Not all of them will, but we are fully committed to that. And we believe, again, that's what makes us special. And I'd like to say, Commissioner Fisher, again, the CVB does not support or oppose item 43. It is not our place. Do I have an opinion about Visit Florida? Clearly, but not that item. That is not our role. You are policymakers. We would never overstep our bounds. Okay? Thank you. Um, Mr. Ritter, I've known you for decades, and about that statement about not overstepping your bounds. Uh, never mind. Okay. Don't um, say that in front of my boss. Okay. Uh, Jeez. I, I believe we have completed Thank you. uh, your presentation. Thank you. Thank, Thank, Thank you, you Stacy. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to finish before lunch, but let's take up. We have to take up items 33, 34, and 37 only because they're airport items. Read and clerk, please read item 33. Item 33 is an item on a regular agenda from the Aviation Department. Motion A is motion to approve only reasonable source designation for Electronic Data Incorporated for consulting services and upgrades to the existing Maximo Enterprise Asset Management System for Broward County Aviation Department. Motion B is a motion to approve First Amendment to the System and Services Agreement between Broward County Electronic Data Incorporated to increase basic services from $1,128,800 to $2,778,800 and optional services from $350,000 to $825,000 to allow for purchase of additional software related services for the Maximal Enterprise Asset Management System at Barrack County's Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport and until a maximum not to exceed amount of $3,603,800 to provide for additional security related terms and conditions and permit the director purchasing to purchase additional licenses and related support and maintenance services up to the not exceed amount of $825,000 for optional services and authorize the mayor and clerk to execute. Very good. All right. Uh, moved by both parts by Commissioner Holness, seconded by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously. Map item 34. Item 34 is a motion to approve common use passenger lounge concession agreement between Broward County and the Escape Lounge FLLC RLI number 2018-0423-0-AV-01 with an exclusive right to operate a common use passenger lounge operation at Broward County's Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport for a seven-year period that commences upon the earlier of the notice to take possession expiration date or upon the issuance of the certificate of occupancy and authorized their mayor and clerk to execute. Moved by Commissioner Holness, seconded by Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor of adopting item 34, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously, 9-0. Item number 37, Matt. Item 37 is an item from the Finance and Administrative Services Department, Purchasing Division for Aviation Department. Motion to award fixed uh, contracts to Low Bitter and Co. LLC for Barrett County, Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood International Airport, North Perimeter Road, Water Main Improvement, bid number PNC 2121131C1 for the Barrett County Aviation Department in the amount of $3,039,949, which includes allowances in the amount of $43,000 to be substantially completed within 250 calendar days from the project initiation date. Listen the second notice to proceed contingent upon the receipt and approval of the insurance performance and payment guarantee and authorize the mayor clerk to execute the same. Moved by 
Vice by Commissioner Holness, seconded by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that approved. Was that seven? One, two, three, four, seven, zero. With, um, no? Aye. Eight, make that eight, zero. Um, who is missing? Ryan, who? Okay. Commissioner Bogan? He's in the cloud. Commissioner Bogan, did you vote? Commissioner Bogan. Okay, show that approved eight zero. All right, I think we're going to go down now. Item number thirty-eight, two-part motion. Yeah. Item thirty-eight is an item from the Office of the County Attorney. Motion A is a motion to discuss proposed process developed by the Office of the County Attorney, select and retain an appropriate academic institution to design the new county commission districts in connection with the twenty twenty-one redistricting process, and to provide direction with respect to that process. Motion B is a motion to delegate to the county administrator and the county attorney all authority necessary to complete assigned tasks pursuant to the selection process approved by the board. Thank you. Are there any uh, moved by Commissioner Furr, second by Dr. Sharif. All those in favor, please signify. Any debate? No. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted. Uh, we should be on item number 40, parking garage. Bogan, you here? Not there? All right. We passed parking garage. Uh, we're now on item number 45. Um, okay, Commissioner Udin, item 45. It's it's our uh, it's a motion to support what they're doing in the Florida legislature to uh, name that area after Commissioner. Okay. I'm, I'll move it. Okay. Uh, moved by Commissioner. I'd like to Commissioner. I'd like to be added as a co-sponsor to that also, please. Yes. Uh, I would as well, please. Uh, will it, do all members wish to be added as co-sponsors? Sure. Show all members added as co-sponsors. Uh, all those in favor of. Item number 45 that we're all co-sponsoring. Please signify by saying aye. 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 I'm sorry. Mr. Fur. Real quick. This is, um, was put together by the two regional planning councils. And, and one of the main things that was part of it that didn't get into the, into the weeds on it too much is the need for the Florida Wildlife um, FWC and the EPA to actually and develop a management plan for this, which is what I think um, that we've been working, trying to get toward for a couple of years now, ever since uh, uh, Representative Jacobs put this through. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'd like to encourage our own uh, environmental division to continue to push for that and, and, uh, and see what they can do to make that happen. Uh, I do know that the, uh, we, were, we were luckily to have two Broward County uh, representatives, we have uh, Representative Hunchowski from the House is doing it, and Senator Brooke, uh, Book is doing it. Well, I also want to thank, um, we have a co-sponsor up in the, uh, in Martin County for the, both regional planning councils, but it did come through the regional planning councils. It did. And I think they did a good job on it, and uh, happy to see it pass. Thank you. All those in favor of item number 45, please signify by saying aye. Do we already vote on this? Aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously. Got one missing. Uh, I'm sorry? Got one missing. Uh, show it adopted unanimously. Eight zero. Matt, if you read item 
Number 47. Item 47 is from Mayor Geller's office. It's a motion to discuss for ABS registration, tag insurance, and renewal process by the Animal Care and Adoption Division. And Paren 1 directs staff to evaluate the assumptions regarding those functions contained in the Office of the County Auditor's Audit of the Animal Care and Adoption Division, Report Number 21-05, also known as Audit Report. Paren 2 provide information related to major counties that have outsourced said functions. Paren 3 conducts a feasible analysis for outsourcing and a rabies registration tag issuance and renewal process, including projected costs and anticipated Anticipated increase in compliance and parent four provide a report to the board on the foregoing within 30 days. Members, we heard previously uh, discussion about I think it was 17 million or 13 million on the table. I don't necessarily agree with those assumptions. I think we need to have accurate data. So we've asked our staff, including our new animal care director who started yesterday, to just study this and report back to us within 30 days. Moved by Commissioner Fisher. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Holness. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show that adopted. Senator Rich, did you vote? Yes, I did. Commissioner Holness, I'm sorry, Commissioner Bogan, did you vote? Show that adopted unanimously 8-0. We are now on item number 50. Uh, uh, please read item number 50. Item 50 is from the Supplemental Agenda from Commissioner Holness. Item 50 is a motion to direct county attorney to draft an ordinance amending Chapter 39 of the Broward County Code of Ordinances, also in zoning, regarding updates to development standards for redevelopment. And Commissioner Ryan, that you pulled that from consent. I pulled this item um, for kind of a, uh, an informational inquiry. Uh, it's, it's sponsored by Commissioner Holness, but there's not much backup. So... Commissioner Holness, you and I get along on most every issue, uh, and probably on this one also. Uh, but between you and myself, we represent about 98% of the unincorporated area. I'd like to know what your, your thoughts are. What are you trying to accomplish here? It kind of reads a little bit like uh, uh, that you could do, I guess, some modifications to a building that might otherwise be a non-conforming use. Yeah, and so I think you're working with the county attorney, so if you could just clue me in on on what your um, intentions are on this Thank proposal. You. Uh, so what we did some time ago, uh, Commissioner Ryan, was in order to upgrade the facade and, and, and the appearance of the unincorporated area, the BMSD, the Broad Municipal Service District, uh, we, we put some things in place that is now coming back to have some adverse effect because we wanted certain things done a certain way if you were doing improvements on the property. It was really much to improve the, the area. What we find though is this, that there's unintended consequences. And, and what it's done is this, it now precludes a company from doing improvements that could actually help to uh, help the community. For example, they, and, and I, I can give you one instance, uh, on 27th Avenue, just west of, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, on, Broad, on Sunrise Boulevard, just west of 27th Avenue, there's a place that used to be a Walgreens that's now closed for 10 years. It's been vacant. Can't find a tenant. They now have to split that space up in order to get a tenant in because we, they can't find a use big enough to fill the whole place. Uh, O'Reilly has agreed to lease a portion of the space. 
the other portion is that. But because they're making improvements in there that exceeds 20%, they now would have to go out and cut doors and windows on a part of the place that is not going to be necessarily utilized by Arati. That's part of what we wanted to be done there. Now, this is going to create 15 new jobs in that area. It's going to also bring traffic to help support the businesses in that area. Uh, and, and, and it's slowing, us, slowing down the process. So staff and I spoke, and, and it seems that this is what we need to do to ensure that we don't have this adverse impact on economic development in a community that needs it so much. All right, so I appreciate that explanation. Um, my recollection is that we had um, changed, I guess, um, the, um, the land use or, or the zoning uh, with respect to um, properties that were along the, uh, the thoroughfares in the unincorporated area over in Broadview. That would be uh, those commercial buildings that were on that are, that are located on the west side of uh, State Road 7, 441. And uh, I, I think that you're, you know, correspondingly over in the, um, the area of the county that you represent, um, perhaps uh, Sunrise Boulevard, Broward Boulevard, um, uh, MLK yeah. Roadway, and, and some of these more, you know, more uh, heavily traveled roadways. So I, I was perceiving that we were developing a sense of, of uh, consistency and cohesiveness that actually was expanding the size of properties to allow for uh, more significant commercial development. I just wouldn't want to take a step backwards with yes. a complete um, uh, kind of rewrite so, of, of what we did there when perhaps issues like you're bringing up might be something that can be addressed on a property by property basis, uh, you know, without doing, I guess, spot zoning. But uh, so, 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 if I'm so just, this just is not, as you okay, go forward, I just want to make sure that that my thoughts there are just something that you take into consideration. Commissioner Ryan, this is a motion to direct, yes. so I, I would hope that you and Commissioner Holness separately, of course, not together, could work with the county attorney to make sure that each of your concerns are addressed. This is the last item on the agenda, and I'm hoping that we you, be You able have to. run one fast meeting. I, I haven't seen this done since uh, Commissioner Sharif was mayor. That's correct, so. and, and therefore I'm hoping we can uh, complete, finish. So, Commissioner Honus, if you'll so briefly if I may, close. Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap. Uh, Commissioner Ryan, this will not have adverse impact on the community. We, 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 we from this conversation, share the idea we want to improve uh, the, the community, and, and, and we're working towards that. This will not change the dynamics of having to improve, of, of what we put in place to improve the community. And with that, I make a motion we move the item forward. Second. Okay. I, I have that. Uh, moved by um, Commissioner Holness, seconded by uh, Vice Mayor Udine. All those in favor, please signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Show it adopted unanimously, 8-0. Senator Rich, you have the last item. You wanted to make a comment on item number 53. Yes, I do. You're recognized, uh, ma'am. Okay, so I, uh, I, I, um, I hear the congratulations on a fast meeting, which is good, except that sometimes it gets a little too fast, and um, this item was closed out before I had a chance to respond uh, to the point that I had made, which was not addressed, um, by, um, uh, by anybody uh, from the county, certainly. And also, I wanted to say, 
you had said that I seconded it. I did not second it. I would not have seconded it because I had concerns with some of it, and even though I will you know, vote for it, I, I do not want my name down as the person who seconded it. So if that is the case and we have to re-vote, that's, that's okay. But I want to just make my point here. And the point that I had was uh, uh, Mr. Myers addressed some of it um, with the, the people that are included in this. But my point that I had made about making sure that we build in protections for those who may be intimidated by this, as they were with the census, um, that I want to make sure that there are um, uh, there's communication from uh, the county administrator to the uh, Broward, uh, Department of Health in Broward, to Dr. Thackey, uh, to the people who are the call takers, the people who are staffing the sites, so that if there are any issues that uh, we can be sure that those people who, we, we are a, a very diverse community, we've just been over that, and uh, we have a, a, a very large immigrant population, and I want to make sure that, that, that this is not going to impact uh, or intimidate them from getting a vaccination. So. Uh, I would like to, um, as I said, remove my name as a second. Thank you, Senator Roach. And I also would like to suggest, let me finish, I would like to suggest to the county administrator, and she might want to respond, uh, to uh, contact uh, Dr. Thackey and to make sure that we are uh, protecting uh, those people that might inadvertently get caught up in this. Okay, thank you, Senator Rich. Uh, I apologize. I frequently get you and uh, Commissioner Fisher mixed up. It was Commissioner Fisher that had seconded that. Okay. Uh, all right. The uh, we have now completed the agenda. Uh, first, the mayor's report. Uh, in the interest of time, I have no report. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Sharif. You had two requests. Right. So I had voted on two items that were on previous agendas and thought that I was listed as co-sponsor, but found out I wasn't. So I just asked the attorney if I could just be read as a co-sponsor. Show that so, done without objection. Um, what so are the, those two items? The item is item number 75 from our 12-1 meeting for the Crown Act. I would like to be shown as a co-sponsor on that. And then the other is item number 59 for the Justice Review Board. I passed on 10-2020, item number 74. Thank you. Any objection? You. Show that done without objection. Uh, again, mayor's report skipped. County administrator report no. skipped. Um, uh, let's see. County auditor no, skipped. County attorney. Okay. We will go around the room and then we are done. Uh, we're starting at Commissioner Fisher and we'll work our way this way. Commissioner Fisher, you recognize her. Yeah, I just wanted to, uh, Commissioner Fur mentioned it a minute ago, or not a while ago, excuse me, on the e-permits one-stop program. Just let everybody know that was launched obviously in 2019. We had a goal of 10 locations. We ended up with 12 municipalities. In 2021, uh, Jeff Halsey, who's an amazing on this project, has a goal of 21 city partners. So thank you, Jeff, for all you working on the warm stop permit program. Lastly, Northeast High School, 2018, Invent Team students receiving the patent for their mosquito agitator. Congrats to them. And, mos and uh, mosquitoes agitate me as well. It agitates it, and it, it actually acts as a as a uh, a disruptor on the breeding part of it. So, congratulations to Northeast High School, which is my district. Thank you, Mayor. Okay, uh, Commissioner Bogan, are you on? Because I'm going to finish with Senator Rich. I want to know if you're also on. Uh, 
I guess I'll just finish with Senator Rich. Commissioner Ryan, you're recognized. I'm going to take advantage of the fact that Commissioner Bogan is not on the line. We have and, four uh, minutes to finish the meeting. With regard to the, uh, the parking lot, um, it was skipped in his absence, but uh, I did want to bring to the board's attention that a notice to proceed has been issued for the construction of the complex uh, courtroom on the 17th floor of the courthouse, and I think we are looking at um, completion in about 10 months. So for everybody that handles those complex trials, uh, we'll be ready for you in about 10 months. Thank you, Commissioner Ryan. Commissioner Honus, shorter than usual. Uh, it will be. Uh, this Thursday, January 28th, from 1 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., our Office of Economic Development and of Economic and Small Business Development will have a webinar, webinar regarding the Paycheck Protection Plan, the new stimulus program. It's a 90-minute uh, virtual workshop. Our small businesses can be helped tremendously with this. Uh, to register, go to bcoesbd.eventbrite.com, or you can go to the website and, and sign up at browd.org slash econdev. That's browd.org slash econdev. On Sunday, I will celebrate Ross Groom's 90th birthday uh, in a, a drive-by parade in Fort Lauderdale. He was born on February 2nd, 1931. Longevity is common in Mr. Groom's paternal and maternal family. His maternal grandfather lived to be 105 years old. His maternal aunt lived to be 103. One of his siblings lived to be 92, and two of his surviving siblings have celebrated their 96th and 98th birthdays. Happy birthday, Mr. Ross. God bless. Thank you, Commissioner. Vice Mayor Udine, you're recognized, sir. Very quickly. Thank <coughs> you. Tomorrow's Holocaust, <laughs> Holocaust Remembrance Day. I just wanted to uh, mention that and, and, and give a shout out to, I know you serve on the board or the chair. I am past chair chairman of the board. Yeah, the Holocaust Document Center. They've been doing so many great things online. I've actually gone to a few of their programs online. Fantastic. I just wanted to recognize that. Located in the beautiful city of Dania Beach. I moved it there. Um, at, as, as Commissioner Fisher said, and he mentioned the permit thing, and as Commissioner Holness, when he talked about his item as far as making things a little bit easier for the redos on businesses and that, and a lot of these things that I'm doing online now with Twitter and seeing a lot of these business people, they're specifically mentioning the permit thing came up a couple times, and the idea, I've sp I spoke to Commissioner Holmes about something, about companies that are looking to come. This is not just Miami. There was one in Lauder Hill that, that, that businesses are looking to bring jobs and to come to the area. With that said, tomorrow, my office, and I've invited uh, Mayor Trantalis, we will meet with the, uh, virtually, with uh, Elon Musk's boring company and his executives to talk about uh, tunnels and different uh, infrastructure ideas. I know Dean is very excited about the meeting, um, so uh, I'll report back how that uh, comes out. And if you do hear something, I am not bringing this up yet, but I'm gonna bring it up in the future. Blockchain and crypto, I know probably Tablack faints when I mention that. I'm not bringing it up now. At some point, I'm gonna bring it up and have the county attorney and finance department take a look at it, but I wanna do a little bit more research on my own 
and we've had a few meetings with some of the uh, leaders in that industry as well. Those are my comments. Great meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Sharif. Thank you, Mayor. I'll, I'll continue the briefness. Um, first of all, I just want to say that uh, we are celebrating and we are remembering for National Gun Violence Survivor Week. And as you know, I lost my father at the age of 14 to gun violence. And so I'm very pleased that we are finally um, having some time set aside for remembrance because I think that it is so important not just to remember but also to show people who are victims of gun violence that we can move forward and we can triumph over tragedy. And so I just wanted to say thank you all for um, recognizing that and always supporting. Um, additionally to that, um, we had a number of COVID-19 vaccination um, areas scheduled in Broward County. There are still some difficulties with seniors getting a hold of the vaccinations that they need. And so um, I wanted to give out the number so that people can be aware of what number to call, and that is 833-476-1526. Um, um, also, based on my comments on last meeting, um, State uh, Senator Chevron Jones did go before the Senate floor and talked about whether or not home health care workers could be included in the first um, line and first responder category, and they said they meant to put us in there. And so at this point in time, I have a number for healthcare workers that are in the home healthcare industry, because I know Mayor Cooper had expressed that, I yeah. expressed that, so just wanted to bring that back. That number is 866-201-6313. That's 866-201-6313. And other than that, I am done, Mayor. Thank you. And now the birthday, the birthday boy, Commissioner Furr's birthday was last Thursday. So if you join me in no, you're not. my no, very not. quick birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy Thank birthday you. to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. In Harmony, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Commissioner Bean We love Happy you, we do. To you. I, that was one of the worst. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. I, have, I have heard better versions. Right. And Commissioner Fur, you noticed how quickly I sang it in the interest of time. You're Thank recognized. You. I appreciate her. it. And I am everybody's elder, I think. Are <laughs> now, you? now I am. No. Now, what's that? On the dais, here, here. Uh, anyway, I do want to uh, congratulate uh, Kelvin Watson on his uh, new appointment at Clark we County. We will miss him. We'll miss him. He, he, he brought forth a lot of very good technology, which I hope we'll be looking for as well. I do hope we, we find someone who also has a spirit and soul of kind of a traditional librarian as well that um, kind of brings some of that as well to, to, to our library. We have a fantastic library, so I, and I hope we're going out immediately. Four. Okay, good. Um, second, the uh, I do wonder if we should start, if it is, you know, I don't know if it's premature, but if we should start doing a real estate appraisal up and down the uh, uh, coastal link. Uh, that's, you know, to get it to start to get ahead of this. Uh, the, obviously, Miami-Dade had, had to do that so they would figure out what their access fee would be for the coastal link with Brightline. I think we should start, probably start to uh, look at doing that and see it because we're going to be in negotiations at some point. So I think uh, if, if it's not premature, uh, I'd, I'd like to get 
have those things move, be moving along. Um, thirdly, the uh, Miami-Dade mayor put forth an executive uh, order a couple days ago uh, that, uh, that essentially was requiring a lot more demographic breakdowns of who was getting um, the vaccinations, et cetera. I don't, know if, I, I don't know if we can do that, but what is important in that is it's showing if there's any, any inequities in, in what's going on and who's getting vaccinations. And I think that's important for us to try to try to get that kind of breakdown. I mean, for instance, you, they were seeing like Fisher Island, 40% of the people there, which is a very rich community, had already gotten vaccinations, where Opelika only like 1% had gotten it. Uh, I want to make sure that there's fairness happening throughout this. And I think the only way to do that is to make sure that we're getting that kind of data. If that requires an executive order or whatever it requires, I'd like to see that. And then finally, if Elon Musk wants to build this tunnel uh, and is willing to pay for it, I'm all for it. Let's, let's let, him, let him do it. That's all. Commissioner Fur, that's not, I'm familiar with an executive order that um, was done by uh, Commissioner um, by Mayor um, Levine Cava. That's not the one I'm, the one I'm familiar with didn't do that. It was an executive order that basically wasn't really going to accomplish a lot, but I'll, I'll, we'll, I'll investigate that particular order you're talking about. Senator Rich, bring it on home. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, two things. I want to just uh, follow up, actually, two things. One that, uh, that the Commissioner Sharif said and one that Commissioner Udine uh, focused on. Uh, whatever number you have, I just want to mention with, with COVID, I just, we need to just urge people to have patience because, you know, when the number came out the other day for the, the state number the call center, uh, people called and they could not get their appointments. There weren't appointments. That is a vaccine supply issue having nothing to do with us or the Department of Health in Broward. Uh, so I just uh, urge people that um, as you get numbers, just just continue uh, to try them. Uh, ultimately, people get through, and I want to mention one. My friend Bill Edelstein, who used to be the uh, uh, CEO of Memorial Manor Nursing Home, uh, you know, we get, you know, a lot of ones that, you know, telling us, you know, the issues and the problems, and that's that we need to know that. But it's also nice to get a nice one. And I received this from him, uh, pleased to report that my wife and I went for a second vaccine at Vista Park in Davie, and it was fabulous. They really have their act together. We got through the entire process in an hour. Please let them know that the staff is so wonderful and very nice. There was one person that looked at the forms and started to do a celebratory dance by your car. She did it at every car. After getting the vaccine and you were in the waiting line, staff came by and frequently asked if you were feeling okay. Everyone was so pleasant. The staff should be recognized for an outstanding job, and I echo that. I want to thank all the people, Dr. Thackey, uh, uh, her deputy, uh, Renee Podolsky, and all the staff for the incredible work that they're doing under the most difficult circumstances. Um, and I just want to follow up. Uh, uh, Commissioner Udine mentioned about uh, uh, Holocaust Memorial Day. Um, actually, tomorrow, the 27th, is the anniversary the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, and this uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Day is, de it was, is designated by the UN General Assembly, uh, and that's why it's called International. We have many others that, as you know, are celebrated. But I just wanted to mention that, you know, the thing that sticks in my mind over the last few weeks was the man who was wearing a Camp Auschwitz shirt uh, during the insurrection. 
And when I think about the over one million people who died at the Auschwitz camp complex, uh, it really is very distressing. And at a time when Holocaust memory is under assault and anti-Semitism, racism, neo-Nazi extremism are increasingly on display, I think it's so important to defend uh, the truth. Um, and it's even, you know, more urgent. Uh, we really need to commit ourselves to the responsibility of teaching every new generation uh, the lessons of the, of the Holocaust uh, and to confront hatred, bigotry, racism, uh, uh, prevent genocide, and promote human dignity. So this will go a long way. A lot of these um, uh, uh, commemorations, and I just want to say that uh, I, I, having served on the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum Council, um, I always follow what they're doing, and we do very good work here as well in Broward County, but if anybody wants to look up, there's some wonderful programming tomorrow. Uh, you can just go to information at ushmm.org. That's United States Holocaust Memorial Museum. Information at ushmm.org. Thank you. Thank you. Members and public, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Please wear your masks and social distance. We are adjourned. Da da da